On tonight's show, Jimmy spills holy water, George insults everybody, and we talk about motorcycle and motorcycle-related products. Tech Talk Taco Tuesday is the show you need to listen to. Brought to you by Yamaha, Taco Moto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, and Costa Rica Unlimited Tours. So here's the show. Yeah, I'm not sure why anybody would watch this show. I wouldn't watch it if you didn't pay me. You know what I mean? Oh, we're on? Hey, welcome Are we to on? Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. It's live. It's Tuesday night from Pahrump, Valley of the Dirt People. This is the show where we tell you that um, you have no case. Yeah, you lose, mm-hmm. right? I agree. With There's- me tonight, filling in for Logan is old Logan. We call him George. He's, uh, he's going to tell you how uh, everything works. He's going to try to fix all the problems we have. Right, George? Absolutely. I'm here to support you. Really? We're, you're going you're gonna to play Logan. You're just not going to talk. Yeah. No. We'll leave you hanging. Logan has um, died, evidently. He's Maybe. sick, apparently. He's sick through the weekend, had a good class this weekend. Right. Logan wasn't there. He's missed, as yeah. always. But I guess that's what happens when you get AIDS. <clears throat> it just takes you down real quick. Could um, be. Oh, wait, no. It's SARS. Isn't that what... No, I don't Whatever know the new flavor is, we're running out of money to deal with COVID, so we're going to move on to something else, I think. Right, and there goes my water. Yeah, it wasn't Luckily, good. it was only water, and there's my questions. No problem. There goes the whole show. Actually, it looks like that water's Jimmy's clean. on a new diet, so I'm clean drinking his table. beers over here. Oh, boy, this is going to get good now. <laughs> this show can never start out without a fuck-up. Excuse my French. Yeah, yeah. Bleach yeah, that, it's please. Signature yeah, the, luckily, we got charm. the delay. Yeah, no, we don't have a delay. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> Let me just read this before it gets more wet, huh? Really? Oh, we should probably preserve those because those are the only two copies we have. Uh, we can make more. Here, I'll I'll print. I'll print you new. Questions. Don't don't worry about it. I'll just try to I'll just try to make George read. That'll make it better. Way. Hey, this show is brought to you by Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, and Trail Tech. I used. Uh, let's see, how many of those products did I use today? Everything but the Yamaha, because I was doing some rally-related stuff that required map books and big gas tanks and all that, all that jazz. Uh, that was really bad. Oh, it's water though, right? It's only water. It's, it's seltzer water. water. Anything. It'll yeah. evaporate here in twenty minutes. I hope so. With all the hot air I put out, it'll probably burn right up. Um, thank you for joining the show. Hey, if you want to help us out, which we need a lot of help, as you can see, um, I need a maid now. Uh, you can support us by going through our website. You can click through the link that we have up there for Rocky Mountain MC. So almost anything that you need, you can get there. You can also shop at uh, Takamoto. They have cool things. I got a little care package from Takamoto the other day, and I got this funnel. And this funnel screws into your... Oil fill. cap. Yeah, yeah. It, it has the fill. same same thread. I've never seen this before. No. I, and I usually struggle with the right size funnel to, to, you know, I have the small one that just takes forever. So the guy that won't take the time to get a ratio right to fill up a two-stroke gas tank, he's going to take the time to screw that funnel in there? Yeah. Yeah, I was on an oil changing okay. mission. I changed like now oil. You, now you're just being a shill. But if you want one, where can you get it? Tacomoto. Tacomoto has these. 
It's kind of cool. If you were sitting around home, just you know, drinking and you know, putting snarky comments up on the up on the the thing, you would put the link to this product from Taco yeah. Mike's page, Tacomoto. up in the chat. And if you're wondering, when we start no K's. That's all C's in there, by yeah. the way. And for- and when we uh, and when we start talking about uh, the chat room, if you're listening to this on the um, on the podcast format, we do this live every Tuesday night. Like I say, that's why I start out by saying live. It's a live show. It's not rehearsed. It's not practiced. In fact, it's not really even that good. But you can learn maybe one or two valuable things uh, on this show. And so George would be in the chat right now. He'd quickly throw up the link to that little product. But maybe. So what I notice here, though, is it's got some kind of air release chamber there, right? I was so going to talk plug, about that. I was going to talk about this. Which is good. Yes. I was going to talk about this. I was. I was waiting to see if anybody's going to try to fill your shoes in the chat room by, you know, putting up the link. I'm, I'm baiting the hook here. But what what's probably going to happen is um, nobody's going to fill your shoes of all the, you know, the, your three fans that are, that are out there. Twelve. So your 12 Who's followers. There? No, none of them. None of them are going to do it. Nobody really joins until halfway because the show takes like about an hour to get started. Yeah, because you're not talking about the funnel. Funnel, you're filling stuff. What's this pour spout? The for idea us? is if somebody can get that thing up there, you'll replace George. Then we'll just ban him. Yeah, just Google it, cut and paste it. There you go. Restream. Who's restream? George, your life expectancy is very short on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. I don't know where that came from. Uh, he wouldn't give me that back last time you were on the show. So let's talk about this funnel. Like, why? What are we so infatuated with this funnel? Why would I, the guy that just shortcuts everything and does stuff the, to the you know the easiest, least? This thing was pretty cool because it actually saved me time. Because two things: it screwed in there and it didn't leak, so I didn't have to wipe anything up. And and second of all, it has like you noticed this little channel inside of the funnel. So inside of the funnel, imagine there's a little hose. So it allows the air to bleed off so it doesn't burp or bubble. Yeah, and it works. It actually really does work. So kind of a cool product. Um, what's the what's the pour spout in for? I'd, I'd like to hear from Mike if he's out there. Uh, what the, it, well, it has that little pour, pour in there. I'm not sure what it is. Oh, you could probably put a cap in it and then, you know, have your drink out of it and pour it so it doesn't spill. Okay. Actually – even having something like that on there, so when you set the bottle, if you want to drain every ounce of oil out of the bottle, if you're as cheap as me, you do. Right. Yeah, you can set the bottle in there. If it's completely round, a lot of times they fall, but if sometimes there's a little edge, or like even where that spigot thing is, it'll hold the bottle in there and it won't fall out. So I thought it was pretty cool. I was pretty stoked on that. Who yeah. makes that? Because <clears throat> it, it's it got has somebody a logo else. on it. it looks I don't like, think he made it. It looks like ACT. AKT. AKT. Yep. How much is that? Thirty oh. thirty-two dollars. No, out of stock is what it is. Yeah. Comes See? in your favorite color. See, though. I already I I talked about it. Twenty-four ninety-nine. Yeah. I was going to say thirty-two bucks. I talked about it and it sold out instantly. That's, so so blue is out of stock. Orange is out of stock. Black is in stock. And red is in stock. So you can get that in black and red right now on Takamoto Co. Okay, good deal. There you go. Um, sure, you can get it. You just have to wait a little longer. Yeah. So, okay. On to the, the next part of the show where we talk about, uh, yeah, click through the Amazon links, click through the Rocky Mountain links. Send money. Just, yeah, I'll, I'll take Email it in if you want to buy a George sticker. I'll give you a very special price. On the. Have you paid us for the- The George emoji stickers. Have you paid us for the, the banner thing you got running up there? Where is that? On the TV screen. 
Yes, he has. He he did. Where did that money go? He it was it was cash. It was it was like tips that you were giving him. He's like, no, I'll put it towards the put put towards my logo okay. up there. And yeah, then, I think that was like five thousand dollars for that. And you weekend, put it and it? you put it in your pocket. No, you put it in your pocket. Oh, I the, forget. The cash never yeah. left your hand. You handed it to George, and he said, "No, put it towards the the emoji the show emoji because yeah. it's so important." I probably handed it to somebody else. That's I just said, "Support the show. This is good. It's good for people to hear this stuff." Hey, we got a new sponsor coming on. By the way, um, Mike's in Baja. This is this is this is something else that's pretty cool. Uh, Costa Rica Unlimited tours. So if you want to go riding in beautiful Costa Rica. Uh, Costa Rica Unlimited has great off-road riding in an amazing country with new gas, gas, and KTM two and four strokes, with U.S. guides who's been hosting, who have been hosting the tour for over a decade. The tours are catered to each group with ability from easier trails to technical single track, and you should see the Costa Rica Unlimited compound with four homes and an infinity pool and crazy lodging options. So, how did you? learn about them or how they approach you I've actually or? I've actually I was I've been, I went on one a long long time ago um when when we were on a Yamaha intro down there cuz Danny Walker was posting he was I think in Costa Rica on I believe like a paid tour go along thing He probably it's probably yeah, this it was, one Yeah So the tours are 100% customizable they're Usually six days, five nights, three riding days, and are about $2,700 per rider. And you can even bring a non-riding friend for about 115 bucks a night. That's not bad. No, no. Those prices feed are you? not that bad. Uh, I don't have the specifics. They fed me. Look yep. into it. Do they so have a website? They have a website. Just search Costa Rica Unlimited. I, I didn't actually... It was a full last minute. I'm deal. just here to make you look good, Jimmy. See, That's Trevor's it. supposed to give me all this stuff, but he didn't. He didn't give it to me. But I'm just. I'm just using this. This. Uh, this question sheet to blot up the blot up water. my mess. Yep, it's a mess. So great way to start now. Boy, for, go thirsty for, for people though that have a little money and don't have any time. I think those organized tour things are actually pretty good and well worth it. You know, they want to pay. They want to be taken care of. They want to go. Do something in a little, you know, not search around, go up dead end roads and turn around. I think it's a way to go, and you can do that here too, right, with Johnny. Sometimes. Yep. Yep, sometimes. Okay. Um, what should we do? Let's go straight to the – let's go straight to the – there it is, CostaRicaUnlimited.com. Just like I said, mm-hmm. I think we should uh, just go straight to the questions that are in the chat. Reward the chat Reward the viewers. Chat. With the seeing any because everybody has all of their motorcycle questions answered. We do we do the telepathy section, the telepathy thing beforehand, and um, I answer everybody's questions without them knowing about it. So we don't have a ton of them in the uh, in the chat room. I San Felipe Bob posted a picture of a bent crank today, didn't he? Yeah, he was. I was going to ask him how he managed to make that happen. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's on the chat right now. Yeah. But uh, Dirty Doyle does say, thanks for telling me the YZ144 kit was solid. Been riding it after the new top end and absolutely love it. I told him it was solid? Yeah. Huh. Do you remember this? I think it was a couple shows ago. Oh, okay. Whose kit was it? Was it the Athena one? That I don't remember. Yeah. I forget. Maybe I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Not these days. You've no. been on a program. Yeah happens every once george why don't you here why don't you read that the question there one of those questions 
I'll just stick it. It's just this is what I'll do. I'll just start spilling stuff. Just start sticking the questions to Logan's head, and then I don't even have to read them. Yeah, I yeah. just read them right off his forehead. You don't have to say anything. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Okay. Is it Kyler Stoker? Curly. Yeah. Go ahead. Curly. Curly Stoker. If the cylinder appears fine, is there a time? Is there a time or point where the jug should be sent with a new piston and rings to be nickel sealed? Mm-hmm. Or just put in a new piston and rings as part of preventative care. I have a 17 TX300 with 320 hours, only change piston one time at 200 hours, and I'd do it that way again. I'd feel for like the ring at the top of the cylinder if there's like a distinct so there's, thing you could flick your nail on going up there or something. Yeah. So his question is a high hour, high hour bike. He's doing regular maintenance on it, and he's going, well, when do I need to replace, replate? The cylinder. So, in other words, the question is, when does the cylinder wear out in relation to pistons? How many pistons can you run through a cylinder or, you know, piston ring sets, whatever, before it becomes worn? And so, my answer on this is kind of twofold. Uh, different bikes have different life cycles. Some cylinders are harder than the pistons and they never wear out. And some cylinders are a little bit soft and... I've seen and it, it to me it's always been certain particular model years will be this way or that way and and there's there's certain KTM's that had super hard cylinders and they would never wear and then the pistons would go a little bit quicker than the ones that I, I, I imagine there's some sort of ideal combination for the right hardness of of that stuff so but other uh, than the the other than Mike and it you know a couple of different directions and levels in there. I do don't you look think, for like the cross hatches that were. Yeah, in there? you can look for it, you know, and then like we're talking that, okay, it's never really had any dirt in it, um, but there's always going to be a little bit going through there and, you know, no scars. If everything looks perfect, the idea is, okay, is it still round or, you know, the way it's, is it the way it's supposed to be? Is it, is it, you know, still in spec? And I don't think most of us have the tools to really go and measure this. So here's, here's my just, garage mechanic uh, talking if you take the cylinder and you put a piston in it and the piston lasts pretty much the same length of time as the first one you're good if you start noticing that you're you're losing performance or oil's blowing by or whatever your rings are wearing out a little bit quicker then i would start looking at the you know if it's the same you know same piston same piston and rings you know, you're not switching brands because that could cause a difference too. And I've seen different brand pistons wear cylinders differently, you know, based on probably the hardness of them, hardness of the rings. So if if you start seeing some sort of a change that isn't normal again, then look to the next thing. So, okay, I replaced the piston and everything. And instead of getting 150 hours or 100 hours out of that piston, now all of a sudden you're getting 75. Okay, you know, if there's a way to measure it or take a good close look at it. You know, oftentimes I'll take just take the, the piston without the rings in there, put it up in the cylinder and spin it. And and if you, you notice it getting markedly tighter when it, you know, and, and sometimes you got to do this when it's new or do it the first time that you've ever changed it. Just see what it feels like and then kind of remember that and then do that again. And if you notice, hey, oh, man, it's really loose this way, but a lot tighter that way, then maybe it's starting. And, and they wear usually on the front and the backs more than the sides, just like the piston kind of does. Because the rod's. 
that's the direction moving that it's, it that way. Yeah. yeah, that's the direction so, that it's I being held. I think I haven't rebuilt a lot of bikes, but do they get that groove at the top of the top of the ring? Where uh, not it's, where it's 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 usually build up. Um, and I saw somebody someplace um, was using that to explain whether you needed to. Um, I was trying to think what they were they were using that to explain what you needed to replace. They they were there was a way you could read literally read that did it stop right at the ring or did it go past the first ring this might have been a two ring just it might have been something older but um there's there's all kinds of interesting you know ways of doing this but um if you're i and and most of the time there's there's two there's two kinds of people there's the kind of people that just replace for the sake of replacing it's not not necessary they do it like at owner's manual specified levels or before and then there's the other people who just never replace it all. They just let it run forever. And I, I like to think that I fall someplace right in the middle. I, I do it when I need it. And then, you know, luckily I do keep some bikes long enough, way too long probably, to find out, to, to learn this kind of stuff, you know. And, and a lot of us are, you know, trying to keep older bikes running. And you you learn like KTM RFS bikes will never wear the cylinder out. They, the, the rings on some of them used to wear, but the cylinder never did. Uh, and they would run with very worn out rings, by the way. So that's. So the, I'm not real familiar. I mean, it's a coating or something. Is that, did he spell it right? Nickel, Nickel, Nickel cell. Nickel cell. No, I didn't spell it right. But you said. But it. basically, they coat Nickel it, cell, yeah. rebore it or something. It sticks on there and they must rebore it. I think there's a couple different places in the U.S. that, that do this. Um, well, they, they, they take the coating off. I don't know exactly how they strip the coating. Actually, it'd be interesting to go actually find that out, you know, how they do the coating. But field trip. Field trip, yeah, to Iowa or wherever they do this. And, but they, the, um, they like to have the, the piston. You know, they like they want to make sure it's matched to the piston. So that is, that is kind of important when you, when you do that. So any uh oh, I was reading up there yeah there's a bunch here Bill Hall with the current situation in the Ukraine do you feel that a good def- defense is a great offense question mark would you strike back on motorcycle mounted infantry and if you did what kind of bike would you mount your attack on and why by answering this question openly and honestly you could compromise national security. We, the audience of the peanut gallery, understand. You know, I think a good way to strike back would was be. Was he asking you? Well, you're, you're supposed no, to. No, but I'm you're supposed to. You're supposed to ask the question. I'm and just going to laugh and jiggle like you, Ed McMahon did. You're, 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 you're being. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Okay. That's this. Yeah. <laughs> Remember why I picked Logan as a co-host? I mean, I don't like to talk about myself that much, but you know. Okay. Um, uh, that's, that's, you go ahead and answer, and then I'll give him the right one. Okay, that's that's what I was hoping for. I was hoping for some uh, some commentary after the fact. I'll, I'll I'll get in. I I may be compromising my ability to ever go to like you know whichever country I'm in favor of. Because I like to go. I like to run pretty mm-hmm. neutral on this show. I don't I don't like to have a um, try to keep the politics and you stuff. You want to be Switzerland for the rest of your life, huh? No, I have opinions. I have opinions, but you know, I just realize that my opinions can get me in a lot of trouble. So if if uh, if I were, it I wouldn't I wouldn't use motorcycles. I'd I'd use lasers and uh, to stuff the sounds. I'd use I'd use uh, drones, autonomous shit. Yeah, 
I don't. <laughs> I did. I did watch some videos of of it's it, it's it sucks. It's it's it's. I don't understand it. I really. I I don't understand why in this day and age we haven't learned. Like just why this is happening. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. It's I, all about the money, Jimmy. Yeah, I guess and that's so. something you just don't think about, right? So. You know, I'm just, I would have thought I'm just a rich. Kid you know, I'm always rides motorcycles. I'm always looking out for you. I think the the weapon of choice would be anything with a carburetor you got in your rental fleet as an IED, and just <laughs> ride it straight into a tank pinned. Just jump off the back at a no. They, they, you, you would be amazed. No, you won't, because you were pointing this out. You'd be am, most people would be amazed at how far a motorcycle will go if you just jump off the back and and keep the throttle on. You know, just just wire the throttle and let it go. They're, I was just thinking about this. Really should, hard to knock over, so they'll they'll go pretty damn straight. And this would be a good experiment. Bumps. Maybe take one of the TTRs out on the lake bed and film it. And we should get it and just step off the back. Just get off the back and see what that thing does and follow it with a drone or something. Why do you want to ruin my motorcycles? I've done well, I this. might do it with mine. I I've, don't know. I've done this before. Somebody gave me a but I was <laughs> motorcycle. Crack, so I, 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 one of the things I subscribe to on Facebook is the new motorcycle riders, you know, because I'm always interested in what, you know, people are asking and right. wanting to know. And one of the things somebody posted, and I forget exactly how it read, but it was pretty good. At, something about I was on my bike and the throttle got stuck open. And it did this and it did that. And it went here and it went there. And then I fell off and it continued on and it like hit a car, glanced off, kept going down the street forever. So basically, once you took the rider off of it, this bike was doing pretty good on its own. It was pretty funny to read. But anyway, what I digress. So back to, you know, you wanted to tell me how, how you were going to solve, how you're going to win the war with motorcycles. Yeah, IEDs. Just send them. Get, that was more a cheap plug for you to get rid of some of your carbureted bikes because oh, I don't want them. I got some KTM RFS bikes, some 250s. Those are sweet. Great, great, you know, entry-level, um, great practice bikes. Really good. Got a couple of them that are ready. They're hot on the Jimmy Lewis off-roads moving on to fuel injection. Yeah. So if you're old school and you want a carburetor. You don't want fuel injection because it's like that's computers and they're controlling everything. You right. Get, what are you going to do if you break down? There's no way you can have the same amount of power with fuel injection. So you get those carburetors because it makes more power. We said all that about points and stuff like that too. Points ignitions? Mm -hmm. They're real easy. I knew, how to, I knew how to adjust them and none of my friends did. So I was, I was the, the mechanic guy. Um, okay. We have another one. Oh, sorry. His, this last comment, it was separated here. It says, please respond so soon because the price of fuel is putting a damper on my riding. So that was another strike at somebody there. Bill Hall, National Security Advisor for all motorcyclists around the country. That's Bill? What's that? He's, uh, I think he was in the chat. I'm pretty sure he was in the chat earlier. I thought I saw a name like that. Um, he's a national security advisor. <laughs> what is he? He's just doing, he, he needs to do what he, he's doing. He needs to do yeah, just UBU, which is now an offensive term, by the way. Do you so, know that? If you say you do you, that's well, my pronouns are it and that. So I'm not sure that could be offensive. I guess if you call me you, yeah, use a sheep though, isn't it? Um, it could be, you'd spell that a couple different ways and 
have fun with it. So okay. M- moving on. Yeah. Somebody named Jorge Hestis wrote in, and this is for Jim's benefit because he wanted to answer. But I wrote in, I declare shenanigans on worrying about having your forks compressed against the springs for transportation, not using a block from the tire to the triple tree. It's being damaging. What do you think? If you're going to tie your bike down for like six days, I would start considering it. But for short For what reason? Term, for what reason? Just having the, the springs failing and get, you know, spending times compressed because – we used to have this argument years and years ago about leaving your magazines loaded. Right. Because of springs, and those springs really get compressed. Oh, now we're talking about guns on the show. Yeah. You just draw. You just did anything. Politics, now guns. You we're got talking re- about springs. You got any religion? Well, I could. Okay. But anyway. Back and, to the guns. And, and it was spring. basically <laughs> dispelled that, no, new springs, so, you don't really worry about that. Yeah. So, again, I'm not a rocket scientist, and I barely play one on tv here on this show but i i've heard that that the springs kind of until you until you fatigue them in some way and and by compressing them like you know compressing them at a coil bound and or you know heating them or doing something you know i think i think they don't like being stretched as well um i don't think you can't really stretch one in a bike because it stops correct but I don't think that that having them under you know under pressure. I mean, you think about it. If your bike's on its side stand, they're constantly under a little bit of pressure. And I, I have. I'm trying to think if I've ever really noticed, like if I've ever really quote replaced springs because the spring was not acting properly. You know, that you know, like I've replaced. You know, you like you change a piston because it wears out. But I don't know if I've ever, I've replaced springs because they they were, in in some older forks they were they were rubbing quite a bit, and they were wearing on the sides. And we thought, okay, this is this could be bad. I've seen springs crack before, but um, I don't really think that just a that a that like I'd say a short term tie down would have that much effect on it. And well, I wonder. If- even a month or six months, if you took a spring and compressed it six inches, and you know, and just left it like that, if when you stretched it back out, would it be shorter? Maybe, or would it be softer? But I don't know. And then Jim's other question from the peanut gallery is: Do you worry about the seals at all when it's compressed like that? That okay? What's that, the pressure so, that's really in there? So that would be my 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 larger concern would be the 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 that the the pressure inside there would be be more of a problem. In other words, after a while, it would probably. I mean, if it's a really good seal and everything's clean, probably wouldn't leak. But if there's any sort of a of the ability to leak, that pressure is going to you know you know fatigue that part you know that part of the seal. And but basically, that, more pressure should make the seal push harder against what it's sealing against, shouldn't it? The the way the seals are designed, yeah, they work a little bit like a balloon. There's a little bit of that effect in there, but like, I think if it's just all constant, you know, if there's if there's any sort of a leak in there, it's going to get to it, and then it's going to start pressing the oil. You know, it's going to start pushing the oil out. So, if you were going to, at one point, do you think you'd realistically become concerned that, that you don't want your fork under tension or something? And if it were tied down for a week, really, that soon? 
I wouldn't, but I don't know anything either. Yeah, and I, I'm I not that sensitive to the springs. I mean, it goes I, up and down. I've never, I've never tied my motorcycle down for a week. It's usually tied for you've never a had couple something hours. in your motorhome sitting forever. No, I, 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 I unhook. You know, like, like if you know, if I'm gonna, I've never driven that thing for a week at a time, but it's been three or four days. Like I went cross country, and three or four days when I got there, I loosen them up. You know, they're on, well, they're on loader. I loosen them so up. So it is stuff. a concern in your mind. It's a legitimate concern. I'd like to. I mean, yeah. I but just, you never use those fork things that you jam in there and pull them down. No, we used to. We used to a long time ago. We used to, um, especially when we use these other kinds of mounts, um, the ATK bike shoes. No, no, it wasn't the ATK bike shoes. What? What? The, it was another kind of a mount that we used. Where, where if you didn't put them in there, the bikes would fall over. And I think it might have been something in one of our one of our vehicles that was at Cycle World or something. I don't really I can't recall, but mm. I remember there was a time when there was there was some things that we were putting them in there. And I've seen people put like you know semi deflated soccer balls and stuff in the. I mean, it's a good thing if if you want to just keep it really tight in there. You know, you don't what you don't want to do is not pull the straps tight enough so that they compress in a bump and your strap comes unhooked right. somehow. Yeah, but I wonder what the peanut gallery thinks or the audience. Sorry. Did you call them peanut well, gallery again? Right. The, the viewers. Do you want more? Okay. Okay. But the, really the only pressure in there, and tell me if I'm wrong, the only pressure in there is whatever the atmospheric air is compressing when the fork goes down. So if you had bleeders, compressed it as far as a seal issue. Yeah, you could. You, you could, could neutralize you could, you, that you by could, just You could, but then, then you, you're going to want to – you're going to want to make sure you, when you take it back out, you neutralize it because then you've got a vacuum inside of there. But then it rides softer, right? It does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. KTM 390 full test and Anadera Lopez. I haven't ridden a bike in probably 25 years, and especially after my brother was hit by some guy busy texting that came over into his lane. After discovering the Itchy Boots channel, do you know what that is? No, it's probably better than this one, though. Okay. After discovering the Itchy, Itchy Boots channel, I find myself being drawn back to possibly riding again, and I really like the idea of an adventure bike, one that is relatively comfortable on road, but that I could take over some gravel, dirt, and back roads. Not inter interested in true dirt bike riding, but would like to feel comfortable, capable of hitting a gnarly patch of road. I really, really like how the KTM looks. I've never ridden anything bigger than an old Suzuki 550 circa 1977, and I'm more comfortable on a 400. This new KTM has caught my eye, but my biggest concern is reliability. I don't think there's a reliability then you concern have, then, at all. Then it, took, it took all that to get to the biggest yeah, concern is reliability. That's good, Matt. We need to edit those things down just a little bit. I mean, I like a little little history, but not yeah. the, the the life history. Well, sorry about your brother. It's okay. I, I is like, this person out there? Yeah. Sorry about your brother. No, there's somebody on there's somebody that's on on uh, on YouTube. So cool. it was just a comment on one of the videos that we put up. I don't want to censor the public. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think you have to worry about reliability. How the, how was the reliability on your ride the other day? Heather took that thing out got her back right okay it's good i sent my wife out on one so i must trust the reliability man i don't even drink and i still slur this is awesome yeah the same thing's gonna happen to me too so don't feel too bad <laughs> maybe i'm just all in a haze 
Hey. <laughs> oh, I find that that two wheels comment up there interesting. George, why don't you do oh, this? Oh, we got to do this? You have to. For motocross riders driven to dominate, the Wise, the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. The YZ450F and YZ250F bring the performance with powerful four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. For the look of a full factory ride, both the YZ450F and YZ250F come in an exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics package. And you can take precision tunability to the next level with Yamaha exclusive and industry-only free power tuner app. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Find your Yamaha YZ and enter the Yamaha Victory Zone. That power tuner app is right here on my phone. I was going to show you it. Actually, somebody uh, requested some maps from me the other day. They wanted some Jimmy maps because Jimmy maps are definitely better than anybody else's maps. You know this, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so I sent them to him and I never heard back. Yeah. Look at this. Yamaha power tuning app. It's just like on the phone. It's like, look, I'll put it. And are they still there. the only ones doing that? Um, the only one that's free. Yeah. Yeah. So I it, it was pretty cool because... I asked the guy like, Hey, what do you, you know, what do you, what are you looking for? Like what did he had tried something? And so I sent him two kind of distinctly different maps and said, Hey, try these and, you know, get back to me and you can, you can email them. It's pretty easy to do email them, text them people, and then just load them into their bike. And in 10 seconds, they have them loaded. And, uh, so it'd be interesting to hear back from him or he's just one of those guys. He got, he's got the best map in the world. He probably just changed the name of it. To, to, to the Bob map. He's got the Bob map in there now, and then he's telling all of his buddies he's got it and it rips. So I would assume if they're smart, all that information from everybody that's got that app is shared back to Yamaha. And then when Yamaha gets five gazillion I'm sure. maps, they go, wow, maybe that's the way they, people want these bikes you know, to run. I would I would say there's a little bit of market research done on the backside of this. I think you do when you, when you do check the little box that you share some information, but – it would only it would only be better. It'd be it would be really interesting to see what kind of maps people are putting into their putting into their bikes. And and the funny thing is, a lot of people they just want a map. They just just give me give me the map, and it's so easy to do. You put it in, and then you can you can kind of feel the difference. But they're kind of afraid to actually go in and change them well, themselves. And I you know I kind of come from and fall into that category because. I'm not into it, you know, so that's, I trust. That's why you leave your bike laying around here, and then I just do what fiddle you do. with it. And, yeah. Well, whatever you're doing with my 300 seems to be working and impressing. But anyway, that two wheels. Uh, better than a, better than a 2022 Husqvarna factory Rockstar edition, allegedly. Oh, yeah. Did we hear this? Uh, No, actually, I heard the opposite. You did? Yeah, yeah. From John? Yeah. No. He said mine ran better. Yeah. You, yeah, to you, me, unless he's just blowing smoke. No, that's not what I heard. I heard he said he he didn't like the he didn't like how hard it would hit. He said it was like riding a two fifty. Yeah, it, it he said it really it, ripped. He said it ripped, and yeah, yeah. It, you know, yeah. and he said <laughs> it, he didn't like the rip. Yeah, it blew huh. the, it blew the okay. doors off of his bike. Yeah, yeah, my tune blows the door. It's 
everybody should get my tune. But that makes sense. It, it, it I mean, depends on what you he want. He didn't want. <laughs> yeah, he didn't yeah. want that. But yeah, it rips. Yeah, he it said goes. it ripped, but it wasn't for him. I guess <laughs> yeah. that's but, that's the moral of the story. But it also yeah. chugs really good. Read two two Which, wheels up there. I find that whole thing interesting. Uh, two wheels says I have a 2019 Honda Sierra for 50L, which has known sluggish throttle issues, especially at slower speeds. I wouldn't describe it to that, but no. most forms recommend either a Vortex EC or a JD tuner plus an aftermarket exhaust. What are your thoughts? So what year was the bike? The one you that had, I had here? You had a, a so, X, you had the L, and then you had the... The the X and L, both of them. Yeah, and then there was a 250 or something, Logan's rally bike. Was there the 250 rally right about that time? Yeah, yeah, we had all those things around here. So Jim and I were just talking about this today on those the Hondas. So uh, what are my thoughts are explained in detail on www.dirtbiketest.com. Just search Honda Sierra 450L, and I promise you that the test or some of the modification things will come up. In fact, that it was long enough ago that I don't remember exactly what I said or did, but I'll tell you what I think I did. So reclusive. The, that's the that's the way to smooth the clutch out. It's the you know it was a really good fix for the clutch, and that was on X or L. But the the L, I wouldn't call it sluggish throttle. I would call it kind of jerky throttle. It's yes. like at low speed, it's it's kind of lean and a little bit surgy. It's the kind of thing that adding just a little bit of fuel will kind of tame down. But oh. you know because of emissions and stuff like that, I'm sure it's running a little bit lean, and it has a has a very very restrictive and very quiet. I wouldn't call it restrictive. It's more a very quiet muffler that the – and when you – there's a certain point when you kind of cross the line with restriction inside of a muffler where it gives that kind of that jerky character because it, it basically – you know, when your exhaust valve opens up, there's a lot of back pressure in there. It just can't – it's not flowing out. You don't have like a tuned exhaust that's literally sucking the 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 – exhaust gas is out now it's kind of packing and has to pump it out so it makes the and there's a point where at low low rpms there's enough volume inside the exhaust where it goes and then it sort of plugs up you know it becomes it becomes a pump so 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 there's there's a couple things there that bike the l is tuned to run with that muffler and run the best it can to to do what it does is it jerky yes and would so the difference between a Vortex ECU or a JD tuner are two different things. The the JD tuner is what we call a piggyback system. So in other words, it, it interrupts the signal that goes to the fuel injector and it alters the the duration of the pulse. So how much fuel and you can make it richer or leaner to to adjust the fueling. The Vortex ECU is a completely different ECU that alters not only the ignition. Uh, not only the fueling, but it also alters the timing, the ignition timing. So they do stuff with both, and you kind of get the maps that it comes with. I think they actually come with ten different maps, and and you can you can kind of pick you can you can pick which one you want, but you can put a switch on it, and you can switch between two. 
And the Vortex has some capability to kind of adjust the low, medium, and high RPM fueling. In other words, you can make it a little bit richer, a little bit leaner in each one of the maps with a screwdriver, essentially. There's some buttons on the ECU. Sometimes the Vortex ECU will allow you to have a, re a higher rev ceiling. So the Vortex ECU will do a lot more. My issue with them is that they're like on all the different tunes, it says for this pipe and this that you know it's never exactly what your system is so you you might have to do some individual tuning and you know it, it i i've i've had some on my bike that worked pretty good and i've had other ones that were way worse than stock so it just kind of depends on how you have the bike set up personally and what we did on our bike was we put a we put a um a, a piggyback tuner on it we put a a I believe it was a JD tuner on, on that bike. And then we also played around with a couple of different exhausts. We put the X exhaust on, which kind of was my favorite because it was, it remained quiet. You put really, that on the L bike? Really quiet. Yeah. It's hard to, it, well, you have to bend a tab. <laughs> it doesn't bolt right on, even though it's exactly the same. <laughs> um, it was probably the quietest and for like, you know, real dual sport and keeping quiet. And then we put like, you know, some different, um, uh, slip on exhausts on on it and those were those were those were okay you know it just it really depends on on what you want i, I really like how quiet that bike is and so you know if you want to go with a full race thing i think the more you're going to like kind of race type stuff um you would lean more towards the vortex but then you're just kind of opening up this rabbit hole because there's a point very quickly on where you're going to realize oh the cam isn't the right cam you know you want to have a different cam and then you realize okay well uh, the head probably could be a little bit better and you're just going to start chasing this if you're actually chasing after power because i know what johnny campbell does to their race bikes you know they start with x's and then they turn them into race bikes and stuff so um yeah there's lots of different things you can you can do with that but you can see what we did and the, and the x and the l respond very similarly uh, although the ecus are quite a bit different like the where the plugs are in the ecu is actually different so you can't just take like an x hmm. ecu and plug it into an l yeah guess that's by design or what yeah so you can't you can't alter it there you know honda would get in trouble if they made it easy to alter and modify hmm. these things because you know we have that 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 government agency that likes to come after this stuff rusty <coughs> rusty shats yeah, that sounds a little nasty. Mm -hmm. Long time watcher, first time commenter, riding for 20 years, but off-road for the last four years. Why does KTM 500 EXCF not have a neutral light? This is a dirt bike thing. It's a KTM wait, thing. Wait. wait. Wait, too. Oh, yeah, because that, put that it on light, there. yeah, that And light. then there's got to be some sensor pickup put in the bike. They have it. It's in there. There's a sensor in there that knows when it's a neutral um there it oh but ktm is always ktm has always been just their their dual sport bikes um you know are are very very minimalistic and you know you, you they have the the least amount of stuff which is what that type of rider wants rusty needs to come to the class because why are you trying to find neutral under what conditions well he's a commuter With a light oh no he's a commenter first time commenter um because how do you stop your bikes most of the time Pulling the clutch and then I stall it. I think you let out the clutch and stall it. Well, I pull in the clutch to stop, you know, just to stop. So, you know, because pulling in the clutch is just like being in neutral. Actually, most of my bikes have a recluse clutch, so I never have to put it in neutral. 
And in fact, with a recluse clutch, the way I set it up, it's almost impossible to find neutral. Yeah. Because there, it's always dragging. It just won't hop into here. Click it while you're rolling. And I've been known to go into my onto my shift prongs and round it down so it doesn't catch. But on most neutral. bikes, you just kill it in gear, right? Yeah. If I want it, if if I parking it or something. Why would you want it to be in neutral? I'm just thinking. A lot of people. I think it's a street bike thing mostly, but a lot of people really always want to stop and have it neutral. Put it in neutral before I they shut before they shut it off. You know, sometimes it can be easier to start because you don't have that little bit of drag. But oh, because they're they because they climb on their bike with the kickstand down, mm-hmm. and then they got to start the bike, mm-hmm. and if it's in gear, it won't start with the kickstand down. Oh yeah, I understand all these problems. <laughs> but anyway, neutral lights. Yeah, um, Hondas have them. Yamahas, I think, have them. Apparently, Flynn eight two five says the WR four fifty F has a neutral light built right in. Great. Um, yeah, I think like I said I think Yamahas have them. So, uh, Flynn also says trail power map along with a G two Tamer has helped me manage a four fifty in the slower stuff. So, what kind of four fifty is that, Flynn? Is that the? Uh, is that yeah? So the G two he's talking about a throttle tube that alters the ratio of the uh the way that the the basically the butterfly valve or the slide opens up in the carburetor so those of you with um you know really jerky wrists uh, sometimes that can help i like i like the gnarliest throttle setting aggressive setting ever victor he's got a comment up there okay need a neutral stop and Need a neutral O to stop and take a two. leak he during misses, the ride. Yeah, because he has to leave his lousy bike running so he doesn't have to kickstart it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, neutral. It, I guess if you yeah, because if you have a good bike, you just you just stall it and then just start it right back up again. Yeah, go. It's like a dead engine start every I think stoplight. Victor rebuilds his own batteries. I've seen that on Facebook. <laughs> he cuts it open. He melts the lead. He, yeah, pees in it for the acid. Right. See now, Rusty's waffling. Oh, that was just a question for my girlfriend. Sure. Oh. Yeah. Right. Okay. We get it. Yeah, your yeah. girlfriend yeah. wants to know where neutrals at. <laughs> yeah, I knew a guy that did this once. It was so stupid. Right. Yeah. That's that kind of story. Right. Um, yeah, I'm glad. Glad your your girlfriend is. Um, you know, tell her to tell her to watch the show. Have her join in. Send pictures. Now, I know T W Hicks. It's just down there a little bit. He says that the out of the box tuning. Is for the birds or something like that. He likes custom tuning. Oh, custom things. tuning? That's why you should get a Yamaha with the Power Tuner app. Or get a YZ125. Then you can actually jet the carburetor if you want to do some special stuff. Oh, yeah. Jets on the trail are always fun. I did that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Viva Mexico to Victor. Well, see, uh-huh. I tell you, you get halfway, half an hour into the show and the chat room lights up. <laughs> yeah. Applying to Victor, stop to pee, what? Do it Johnny Just Campbell style. Rolling. Just let it rip. Yeah, Let's well. go. <laughs> hey, um, Will Anderson has a question. It says, hey, guys, what are people using for race insurance? I live in Canada, A, and will be traveling down for the Odessa 100 on April 2nd and 3rd. The only option I have found is $1,000, which seems insane. That sounds insane to me. Is this what people are paying? I really enjoy the show. Thanks. Uh, well, Will, um, I thought you Canadians got free insurance up there, but evidently Not when they come here and race motorcycles, evidently it doesn't work uh, when it's down here. Uh, but I can understand wanting to be covered, and I suspect it would be ridiculously insurance and expensive uh, for insurance 
uh, knowing when I used to race, I when I told them what I did, my insurance rates uh, became astronomical. Well, what's the popular one? I know there's like Air Med Jet, and then the other one though I think is better. It's uh, what is what so, is the good one? They'll re they'll they'll send Ross Perot for you to get you out of the country if it goes <laughs> weird or something. Which I should get that because I'm probably going to Europe here in a couple of months. Really? Are you gonna are you are you going there as a missionary? A, 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 a mission. Mm. Mercenary. Mer mercenary. No. no. Missionary. Missionary. No. George would be a better missionary. Yeah. Mercenary. You're going to their soldier of fortune? You going no. there? I heard there's a, a few bucks on Putin's head. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I heard there's a, there's an easy million on it right away. Not a job for me. Yeah. I'm not looking for work. Yeah. So um, if you do go over it, well, so like you said, some this is what I was going to suggest is that if you have your insurance back home, um, you know, your free medical insurance that you guys get up there, it evidently is so much better than ours. That's why I know a lot of people that come down here to use our doctors and pay cash because they didn't get it fixed right. Um, yeah, that's what true, we need is socialist true, medicine. True story. Uh, then what you want to do is get one of these piggybacks on your current insurance policy that will evacuate you to, to wherever we're going to go. And... Um, Medjet, you, you Medjet that, Air, hearing, I think, is Medjet the one Air. that's pretty Are popular. you hearing that? Yeah, I am. There's, we got some noises here. It's probably coming oh. from this. No, it's not coming from that. It's not, not that. I'm it's, not hearing it on the broadcast. Oh, now I am. Now I am. There, there are some, some bad noises, noises on the show. show. Oh, look at that. Is is it? Was it that? Yeah, it was when you picked up your... Yeah, get that thing away from that wire. Get... Yeah. Take your phone away Give from the, the wire. Light. No, you're not allowed to have anything that has wires on it. So MedJet Air or something like this. So get so it's a supplemental insurance policy. You can get a lot of the if you have a tracking device, like the the like the thing that I have on my on my ankle that doesn't let me leave the country, you can piggyback on that policy. That one actually finds you no matter where you're at, they just take you someplace else. But but this way, if you get hurt, then they can they'll it'll, they'll take you like pick you up from wherever you get injured, take you to the hospital, and then also transport you back to the hospital of your choice. And that's what I would do. And it's like kind of like a yearly policy. So, so you're talking about these med jet things and everything. Yeah, and it is probably a thousand bucks to do it a year or something like that. No, no, they're they're it's like a hundred and hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, it's it's not that expensive, but usually usually it comes it it's it's a it's a much better deal when you get it kind of in conjunction with your tracking device or I've I've seen it offered Oh yeah, it pigtails off of like the Garmin like the, or the Garmin spots in reach or the spots. Yeah, I've seen it I've also seen it uh like you can get it like if you have a well, you you have a, a CMA, an AMA, American Motorcycle Association sometimes has uh, things for this, so maybe check with your your motorcycle association and see if they do that. Um, but I know that Air Med Jet, they have different levels, like that repatriation thing. If the country goes wonkos, they'll get you back. Okay, and then you can also add on there; they'll get your bike back to your country of origin or something like that. You so know, you know what you know. Water, this would be a really good question there. to go ask the uh, some of the Horizons Unlimited guys. These are the guys that ride around the world. And they probably are faced with this uh, all the time. Although I do know that, you know, Canadians, they, they, they can only come down here for a certain amount of days before their, their insurance runs out on them or something crazy. Right. Yeah. Just talking to some. You know, the other thing is don't underestimate the community and what those people do for you. 
you know, like getting a bike back. If you reach out on the social platforms and stuff, you know, there's a lot of good people out there that would. Yeah. You know, especially help like it, it races up at the, up, at, up there. You know, if I think, you know, they're, you, you'll find some people that'll that'll help you out. I would hate to. You know. Was he from Canada? Is that He's from was? Canada. Yeah, I got a place up by the border. I'd store a motorcycle for him if he was watered up down here. Would you ride it? No, I'd just take it up there. <laughs> just take it to the. What you do is you take Bury it to it. the border. No, you take it to the border and you wire to the throttle. And just stand just about 100 yards behind it. and make sure he's on the other side. Because you don't want to deal with those Canadian border guys. Like, right. they're, 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 they're not too happy, especially if you've been drinking. You don't want to do Oh, this. they're serious. I'm, yeah. I still get secondary searched every time I go up there. Yeah, so you just wire that throttle and just send the bike right to the border, like you know, mm-hmm. like ground mail. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, Doug Derby wants to know, does Jimmy rebuild all the engines on the class bike as well as his own collection? I answered some of that, or I said I commented on that one a little bit. Well, you should you should answer it now because everybody on the show is not reading your comments. You don't really do big full rebuilds unless they're necessary. There's not a lot of these bikes, you know. Matt, you wait for something to happen. I think. Yep. Matt, what's up? Matt, did you hear what George just said? You don't really do full rebuilds unless it's necessary. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Is it ever necessary? Well, it is if you read the manual, you know, pissing every 40 <laughs> minutes or whatever it is. And No. No, I mean, I don't, I don't pay attention no, to that too much. you don't take stuff apart unless you're curious to just check how it's doing. Yeah. You know, and or whatever, but. Matt? Yeah, it's necessary sometimes. Yeah. Oh, that's what you're searching for. Didn't he blow one of yours up or something? Yeah. I'm pre- yeah, that's what he's yeah. referring to. Yeah. KTM 500, like some valves. Yeah. Some little valve. Just, I just got the head back. Just ticking a little, so I'll ride it back to camp and get lost, right? Mm-hmm. I told him to go straight back to the truck. I thought it was straight back. Yeah, he did the zigzag back and right. came up a little short. Like, and so, like, there's no no hard feelings or anything like that, right, Matt? No, no. Okay. It's just it's just fuel for for the fire uh, to give me shit. Yeah, see the head sitting on the bench. Looks almost brand new. I did not see the head. Yep. No. There's a receipt next to it too. You could look at that. So okay. what happened with that? What was the failure on that? The Other rider getting it back to the truck earlier. The, the what um, failed? So I believed that the I thought that the the retainers on the on the on the valve the keepers went in one way and you really put them in. No, another no, they, way? no. Is that where this is going? No, they were they were in there for. 250 hours or whatever since i mean a, a long time because i i don't know if that's the one i replaced the valve guide the valve guide seals on or not one of the 500s i did and i don't didn't remember exactly which one it was but when when i finally got the thing all apart i couldn't find the shim for the um for the one that fell out and because it had gone down to the bottom end but i got the head off and i when i started inspecting it the retainers were totally worn out i mean they were half the the size of normal ones mm. and and i've heard of this before i've heard some of them they didn't have the right heat treating and and but the guys i sent the head to they said they've never they've never seen this before the valve dropped down in the cylinders that would yeah happen. that's what eventually what happened so what happened is that the i think that the heat treat was wrong on the shim and the shim wore all the way down. And so, and it's a, it's a shim running on a, on a tappet. And it was mm-hmm. and the shim was half the thickness that it should have been. 
and I found it down on the bottom. It was down on the bottom end, stuck to the um, stuck to. I don't think it was stuck to the ignition. I don't. It was stuck to something magnetic. But anyways, I when I fished when I fished this thing out when I started pulling the bottom end apart because I thought I thought maybe when I pulled it apart it had dropped out on the bench or something because I just couldn't find it. When I finally found, it, I'm like, oh, here's the problem. So that shim. I don't think it was properly heat treated or some something and it, or it lost its surface and it just wore, wore out, out and it got really loose and you know even then the day you were riding it mm-hmm. the tick started out one way and it 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 increased and increased yeah it kept getting worse and, and, worse and when I heard it when yeah. I saw you and I heard it I said okay this is bad this this and and it was it'd been ticking for a, a while like we're talking three tanks of gas and this is a five gallon tank you know so it had been ticking for a while and it, it it wasn't really getting that much worse and i had recently checked the valves and they were in spec so i'm like okay it's something's gonna i knew something was gonna give that's why i'm not really that upset about it so you you were the last one to work on that motor yes okay yeah and you heard it ticking and gave it to matt to ride um i told him he may his ride may get cut short okay but he and i told him to pay attention these are all this is all true i told you yeah. the ride may get short, cut short Pay real close attention to ticking. If it gets worse, we just need to cruise it back. So you had all these yeah. warning signs. You knew something could. I knew something. Be was, up. Yeah, and and, and I, yeah. but I checked everything, and it, and it hadn't. It wasn't getting worse. And when I was riding, I was paying really close attention the whole time I was riding it, and that's why I told him to do the same thing. And he did. And when when he, he came over and said, "Hey, what does it sound like?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's bad. You need to ride back." You know what it sounds like to me? You should fire your mechanic. I sounds it's sounds like <laughs> at I least s- cut his pay. It sounds like I set Matt up is what you it sounds cut like. Cut him by a pay grade. Yeah, I, I think I was what a thousand feet from the truck when it happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How many extra miles do you think you rode to get there? Because because had had that got to the I, truck, I think I added an extra mile. Yeah, I would have taken it. I would have taken. So so here's net net. Here's what happened. So I had I sent the head in with the broken valves and the punched hole in the, the head and all the other stuff that, that, that happened from it, and. And luckily, it happened at a low, low RPM, so it was no bottom end damage, really. Um, had I taken it off, it would have just required, I guess, like about $150 less labor because they had to weld mm-hmm. and do the head. They they would have replaced all the same things on the head. The, the guides needed to be redone. And so basically, it's a brand new head um, without being a brand new head. And I just – I wanted to see the work that this shop did and, and, and see – what it would cost and just nut it up and did it. And I'm probably going to buy a so, brand brand new head and build it up myself. So what for do you spare? Think, what do you think parts the total cost of something like that is? Oh, I know what it was. It was like sixteen hundred bucks. Okay. And but a new that's a new three a new, or four grand or a something. New, a new head would have been fourteen hundred if I would have just bought all new. Maybe a little okay. bit less because I I I don't think because the rocker arms are pretty pricey in that head. So that's a pretty catastrophic failure for in my opinion for sixteen hundred dollars in parts that doesn't sound terrible sixteen hundred doesn't sound that bad no. oh it could have been much worse if he would have been going down the road like at 40 miles an hour and that valve would have come out we would be talking cylinder and probably rod and and i i, I was gonna i was gonna have the crank rebuilt and everything too and i pulled and i pulled the cases apart and stuff and it's brand new so it, scroll up a little. Somebody said something about the club putting on this Canadian. Uh, so for not the Canadian. Restream so. updated, so I can't scroll. Molly this. Swanson oh. says, "I'm the girlfriend who wants the neutral light." Tuning in for the first time. Thanks for the laugh. Hey, hey, and 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 uh, I'm glad she took that that way because you know what's funny is, in all honesty, some people need a neutral light because it's it's hard to find that half that half shift is what it is. 
and and I, you know, it, it's funny because easiest cause, way cause, to find cause it cause is I, to turn the motor off or to kill it and rock the bike back and forth. Yeah, that works too. But or you could just, you know, you could just feather the clutch out, and if nothing happens, then you're in neutral. You know, but but you know, having dealing dealings with, and Matt does this a lot too with beginner riders and stuff. It's like they just don't know because they don't know. You know there's no there's mm-hmm. there's no there's no groundwork. I've just been doing this for forty five years, at riding motorcycles, and so it's just so natural to me. And doing I, and, it longer than that, Jimmy. You're and, what fifty? I don't remember. I don't pick. I don't want to pick on people, and I don't really want to make fun of them. Although yeah, it's kind of it's kind of fun. It's you kinda, just kick them off their motorcycle when they're they don't see it coming, right? You don't pick on people. Oh, you thought you were winning you the slow Lafferty, race? A guy. You, you, yeah, I Lafferty deal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I did that, and I said, oh, I forgot about his bad knees. I could have really hurt him, but you know. It's what happens. I, yeah, I'm not, glad you had that kind of confidence. And I knocked George over to this weekend. Instincts. Oh, yeah. yeah. You Just, know, John was going to try and get revenge for George, but then he popped up in a wheelie and John's yeah, putting he was gonna clip you <laughs> on one wheel. But anyways, hey, um, Holly, thanks for, uh, thanks for, for tuning in and enjoying the, enjoying the show. And, and, and there, there, yeah, there is a need for a neutral light, but here I'm going to tell, I'm gonna, I want to teach her how to, how to, how to practice this. So take your bike, you know, put it in gear, put it in first gear. And don't go anyplace and just, you know, feather the clutch out so you can feel it moving and then practice that half shift up, you know, and it's, it's a different feel than the full shift. You know, it's just, it's just, you're just basically just trying to take the pressure off that lever and it'll, it'll pop in a neutral essentially. And then when you let the clutch out, the bike won't go anywhere. And then, you know, pull it in, click it up in a second and the same thing, practice that half shift down. And if you, you start letting the clutch out and the bike wants to move, well, it's, probably either still in second or maybe it's back in first and then you got to figure it out you know and and i always usually if i want to find neutral i'll always go down to first and then half shift up that's the but remember when you're trying to go down to first don't the harder you push it isn't good just (laughs) click it down people do that because they don't know you you see the whole and they think oh it didn't go well, is it resetting again? You know, when you take, you got to take your foot all the way off of it so it resets. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to let and it. You come. don't just keep, you know, whack, whack. Yeah, you whack. have to let That's the shift. You have to up. have to let the shift lever return to the to the middle position, the neutral position, middle. And and then the other thing, you can also do this like with the bike off in gear. You can put it in first gear and roll it. And okay, click click, it's in gear. You know, and then practice that half click up, and then it kind of rolls a little bit. So you can do it with the bike on or off, and. And then just get comfortable with it. It and, also helps if you and are then you'll, just in you'll, the habit of having it in the right gear for your speed and you don't just, you know, in fourth gear, pull in the clutch and come to a stop or third gear. You know, if you keep your gears close to whatever speed you're in, you're probably in second or first. Yep. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times you find bikes in gear and you start to rock and, put, and you find out, why does this guy third. park this thing in like fourth gear? Like you me know. all the time. But anyway, <laughs> hey, uh, what, stump what, jumpers. What, what was what was her what was her what was her boyfriend's name? Uh, it was Rusty Shat. Rusty Shat. Shats. Rusty and, and here and and that. But actually, what you really need to do, Rusty Shats himself, is, is you need is you need to you need to tell Rusty that he needs to wire a damn light up, no matter what bike it is. He needs to figure out how to to go into the wiring harness and make a light come on. <laughs> Uh, so while we're on the, on even the, though you know where neutral's at, that's only when he's being a ding dong. While so, we're on, and the, don't uh, let Rusty teach you how to ride. Come to a 
yeah. third party professional or something. Or I know some to, professionals. Or go to Jimmy Lewis off road slash online courses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we talk about putting the bike in neutral in that class, don't we? We talk about shifting. Yeah. Shifting, yeah. Yeah, which is something that is actually really difficult for a lot of beginner riders to understand. Well, it's shifting it's, what? The motorcycle? Yeah, yeah. It's Your difficult because. Gender? What? What do we shift here? You get to religion tonight, and I think I'm going to have to. <laughs> George, talk about me. I'm the devil. Um, so uh, the shifting, the, the whole shifting thing, it's difficult because especially when, you know, when you're sitting down, it's kind of easy. But when people start trying to stand up, they can't shift because all of a sudden their bike turns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't ask us why, because we know. Uh, okay. Uh, San Felipe Bob's in the chat. Ask about the bent rod. Well, and what's next? Well, I'd like to point out that he said I was set up. Uh, also, on point out that Craig Albert said if the KTM had a neutral light, it wouldn't have blown up. Uh, so, just wanted to throw those in there. You're, if my KTM had a neutral light, it would not have blown up. Yeah. How does that work? Explain that to me. Well, Craig's gonna have to explain it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. So I got to ask the audience something here. Just if the audience post up where you're from and, you know, watching where you're from, like city, state and how you, you, how you learned about this show. You're so you're so bored. I want with our awesome show. Oh, really? I just want to have people engaged <laughs> and they want to feel to be part of it, you know. OK, yeah. so just where, you know, tell us a little bit. We're doing a little market research here because there's something something huge coming. Oh, there is? Okay. No, but I just thought it I'm glad I, I'm glad I don't know about any of this on my own show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, does it have to do with me? Yeah, it does. <laughs> and you're, yeah, you, you might not be a part of it. <laughs> right. Uh, hey, Redneck Supreme Leader 69 <laughs> is back. And he says, my 21300XCW came with cast triple trees. Is it worth the dollars to buy a set of forged ones to do hair scrambles? What are the pros and cons? Well, um, it depends on what your XCW. So okay. So typically, the 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 forged, the billet ones, they forged, machined billet. They're forged. No. Forged ones are like the stock ones. Stock ones are forged. Yeah. Forged, stamped. Cast. And the other ones are like on the. Yeah, machined. They're machined billet. So like forged. It could be forged. Forged and cast are the same thing, aren't they? No. Forged no. is like stamped. Yeah, it's forged. pressed. When they press it, cast, yeah. it just it looks they, like sand on the outside. Liquid, yeah. They pour it in. So yeah. So. But I thought. So he's talking. Basically, he's talking about like the billet. I think he's talking about like the bill, most of the aftermarket ones. And there, there are so many different triple clamps and, you know, setups, ones that have slots in the middle that have different amounts of pinch. Uh, so you laugh about my followers. How many follow? How many of my followers are on tonight? Your followers? Well, Ricky's on here and he's. Yeah. Who else? There's, yeah. I saw at least so two or three one. more. I think there's two more. Each? Yeah. Yeah, you paid him to do that, didn't you? No, you I didn't. You texted him. That's what you're doing with your phone. You texted him Michael and you Pounds. paid him. Where's Michael Pounds? Because I, I Carmichael, California. Yeah, that's close to me. Real so, close. Yeah, there's three saying that uh, George sent him here, but one of them is is George's wife. So I don't well, know if that's you really okay. Felt that one. 
Okay, so let's get back to the triple clamps. So this well, all this different, is more interesting up here, though. Okay, <laughs> you see, you're bored, you're bored with my show. No, let me read the question because I already forgot what came out of your mouth. So the triple clamps, there's all different kinds. And here's the problem with them is until you actually ride with them, you're not going to know exactly what they do. Generally, generally, they tend to be stiffer. They, they and, and stiffer in that they kind of transmit more um, of what the bike is doing up through the handlebars to the rider, depending on whether they're rubber mounted and what kind of bars you have and all this other stuff. I see the trend of everybody is getting is going to, you know, putting bars that flex on, you know, not just flex bars, but like the Makos, the the triple clamps and the bar dampening stuff. I see everybody going in that direction. And but going to stiffer, you know, some riders want this kind of more precise handling feel. And I think you've got to be really pushing it or you're a bigger, stronger, heavier rider that that is starting to feel something that you're not getting out of the, the stock XCW clamps. And, you know, a lot of riders are going to completely different fork setups for the same reason. They're going to like the kit suspension, which ends up being um, bigger and stiffer in a lot of cases as well. So, um, those machine ones though, are those forged? Uh, cause I thought it was more like they're either machined out of billet yeah, it's, or it's, they're cast. It's, it's not cast. No, they don't is think billet is billet in itself forged. Maybe. Aluminum stock, some kind of fancy. I yeah. I, I'm not a metal or just out there to yeah, come in. Yeah. I reach out to your friends. It, it kind of doesn't ma really matter whether it's forged or, 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 cast it the end result is like how how stiff is it this is the question and and i don't know of anything that's going to be that much uh that less stiff than the than the stock xcw ones although maybe some of the ones with the slot and you, you see them they're they're they have bolts that are offset like one bolt on one side and one bolt on the other side with a with a big slot cut in the middle and there's a lot of different companies making this stuff, and and it's it's a rider preference kind of a feel thing, but it's it's pretty difficult unless you get a chance, the opportunity to do some back to back testing to really understand um, how that stuff works. Pizza, and, pizza guys in the chat room yeah. up there, and a lot of uh, a lot of uh, the times when companies would want us to you know test their triple clamps. I remember it was in the magazine they'd say, oh, we'll just come out and bolt it right on, and you're kind of like doing a back to back. And that doesn't get swapped out in 10 minutes, usually like 20 or 30 minutes. And most of the time, the tracks would have changed Ooh. enough in that 20 to 30 minutes to make it really difficult a lot of times to to, people, to to feel, you know, sometimes. Don't some of those triple clamps, I know in like the flat track world, they adjust so you can change a fork angle. You can put well, different they, shims in there and um, kick so, them out. So they have different, they have offset races. You know, so it actually changes the steering angle a little bit. Um, some of them have different offsets in them so that you can take the you can take the stem out and turn it around 180 degrees and move it a couple of millimeters forward or aft. Mm -hmm. uh, there is, yeah, there's there's and then and then the whole clamps themselves might be a different sort of an an offset. You know, so they're so they're pushing them farther forward or pulling them back. And yeah. then some of them have different bar positions, like where the bars are positioned on top of the clamps. So there's all kinds of adjustability there, and it really it really depends on kind of what you're what you're searching for, and you know what the what the what the issue is. I would always I would always go, what what's the problem, and what are we trying to fix? Because there might be an easier way to to fix it. And 
sometimes <laughs> you uh, make sure the torque is correct in your stock triple tree or triple clamp. Uh, make sure the, 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 every bolt that's on that thing, from the ones that are holding your handlebars on to the pinches underneath to all that stuff, make sure that torque is correct. And if you want to change the feel a little bit, try adding two to three foot-pounds of torque to some of those bolts. And hmm. and same thing with your axle clamps. You got to be careful about the squishing lower, your the lowers, lower forks. Right? Yeah, it takes quite a bit to squish them, but you know you can tighten them up a little bit. Also, pinching you know pinching your your axle clamps a little bit tighter can change the feel. So you can actually see what that direction would feel like if you do some of these things. So, I think it might be time for a, a commercial break. Oh yeah, offset yeah. axles. Victor is talking in Spanish. Conrad says, "What's up?" Can I comment on the counter shocks device? I don't I know like what the counter shocks. Better we'll look that up on break. I'll yeah. see if I. Uh, okay, I'm gonna Felipe go. Bob I'm gonna go get. Rider. I'm gonna go get some more stuff in my uh, better rider cup here to spill on the table again, and uh, clean up this mess that you've made, George. Yeah. Okay. Come back with so, Rooster Endo. Let's uh yeah Rooster Endo after the commercial break. Everybody was seeing a few. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty. And we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and nose meets uh, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. We are doing our research on the counter shocks. I thought it might have been a a kind of I thought it was a misunderstanding uh, of the tracks shock, but the counter shock is a is a what, George? It says counter shocks is a bolt-on device designed to provide a tuned counter reaction to obstacles in racing and extreme racing environments. Impulses to the front fork are used to provide an automatic reactionary force <laughs> that the rider I wonder no longer this, has to provide through the handlebars. Is, is this like an inertial dampener? No, it looks like it's all hard parts from the bit I see, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe Matt can find a picture. I have that because Pat I just stay away find from Find a picture them. of that and throw it up on the screen Extreme so I can things. see what it is because I have, I have absolutely no idea. Oh, oh. I'll do some research. Okay. While you do some research, we are going to start working on getting our uh, rooster endo thing here. But, you know, just, you know, things ways are going. I'm going to, I'm going to light a candle here, George. Just going to light a little candle and put it up on the stage. Cause like, I just thought I should. Okay. Isn't that nice. Just, oh, I don't know why, but 
Oh, that's a good place for yeah, it. That's front a fire hazard right there. <laughs> yeah, especially after we wa- mopped up all the water. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, just, just good, good, good times here. It's a scented candle. I thought you maybe you know, just like you know get the okay. get the mood the mood right in here. So this is our Rooster Endo segment. If you're not familiar with Rooster Endo, this is where you send us a picture of your bike. Tell us a little bit about it, and. Uh, you are lobbying for us to, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about your bike. We'll have some comments on it. You can win it. things here. And you can win a $100 gift certificate from Takamoto. That's takomoto.co. And you could use that money to buy a funnel like this. Or at least three of them. Yeah. Possibly In all colors. So, they, but you got to show the, oh, so on the roost side, which is apparently the, positive in this, off the chart here. Yep. Can we can we show this somehow? Is there a way to show? Yeah, it'll slide it all the way. We got to do there. another thing. It's way out there too. We're gonna it's, hit that candle. That's, that's yeah. Okay. We can't get it in the camera. Anyway, it's it's Jimmy. I just want to start seeing it flame up. Jimmy's Husaberg five seventy. <laughs> and then, but on the endo side, and my friend Sarah I can't out even there. See the candle. Hold on, I'm gonna put it back over here. My friend Sarah. Literally who's watching i think yeah, see look it's right there it's on she fire. needs to look at what's on the endo which he says is the worst side it's way over here well put it up there in front of you here. i think if you let's if just you, lift this up lift this up okay and slide it over this way we didn't have these tacosauruses all over the so place what's that advertising what's that on the bottom there this thing right That's here big red baby that thing right that there that thing should be the <laughs> roost that is my three-wheeler yeah right? it's the worst the worst thing in the world okay. anyway you got a picture you ready yeah I'm trying to light my arm and jack fire. hewitt which i don't know where you're at but if you're on the chats you need to speak up 2022 ktm 500 excf Warp 9 Supermoto Wheels, Get ECU, FMF 4.1, Race Tech Rear Spring for 210-pound rider, uh, lights and other... That's as, almost as heavy as I used to be. Lights and other cosmetics. Well, you lost 15 here recently, right? Yep. Um, What's that on the pipe? It's the thing so when you low side it and it goes sliding down the road that it oh. doesn't scratch up your titanium FMF. Uh, he needs to have something like that on the swing arm too, those those dragging things on the swing arm. Well, he has a covers for the swing arm. How do you get a 22 and then it's, I guess, already so modded. It's already got all the mods done so quick. Um, why'd you put supermoto wheels on a good dirt bike? It, it does. It is a nice picture, though. Like all the burnouts and the well, I, I, pavement, or what? I, it looks. He just. It looks like he put it up on the roof. It kind of looks like a scraped roof. the The photo is of a and it's up on a nice like balcony area or something like that. It does does look good. I almost ignored the fact that it has supermoto wheels on it. It'd probably be pretty fun. To, now KTM doesn't sell. The, the supermoto bike i think he, i think husky's the only one that's selling them now is that stock is that like a super huge front disc on there oh yeah that's a big boy that's huh? a big disc yeah you want them on you want a big disc on these things i think slow them down that's a pretty sweet ride i think it's i think it's nice i think it's middle of the road yeah i i i don't like supermoto wheels i like dirt bikes 
So it 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 moderately roosts. Moderately roost. Moderately roost. Sorry, that was for what was Jack Jack Hewitt. Jack, are you out there to defend yourself, Jack? <laughs> defend himself. He doesn't have Post much. Post up. Nope. Okay. See ya. Send it in. It looks simple. So did, did, he, did, he, did he have swing arm covers? It looked it wasn't on the thing. It wasn't huh? on the thing. Okay. Okay. You ready for all this information? This is going to take a while. Oh, this next one? Yeah. Okay. So who is it and what kind of bike are we talking about? Marty Malcolm, 2007. Marty. 450 XC. Do you know Marty? Nope. I tell you what, that's an RFS bike. If he needs parts or wants to sell, wants to buy another one, might be send me send me a, send me a little note. Oh, that's all. That's it. That's it. Bone stock is what he told me. Does it bone have stock? Okay, so big I'm gonna tank on it. No, no. This is this thing is really close to bone stock, but he does have. I can see it a Promoto billet end cap on his muffler, which is good because if it's the XC, it had the loud straight through muffler on it, and they were kind of loud. It's got is hand it, guards. Is it 2007, right? Yes. This is the this is the best year of these things. They 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 really got <laughs> they got everything right. This bike was a really good bike, and then they made the 2008 and and who the, makes the that four, tail pack? The 400 was I don't know. Lots of people's probably is like there, a moose like there, a moose racing tail pack. He lied about I see that. The hints of a damper on the front. Tried, tried to he tried to um, you know sneak that in there. Uh I don't think I'm seeing a steering damper on there. He has a, he has a front fender pack. He has some some hand guards, some wraparound hand guards that are not stock. And Marty. I, yep, and I don't know if you can see it, but th those are sick ass wraparound hand guards. Sick ass. No, yep. I can't. I can't see Ooh, it. I like the Suzuki. Yeah. In the background there. Uh, the, the the little mini guy. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think he just drug this out of the garage, took a picture of it, and then rolled it right back in there? Or is this this thing a daily rider? Those I don't know what's on the back tire. What's you know? Is it? it oh, what's le it looks like? It looks it like moose, moose leak loop? or is it yeah. something else? Because it looks like it's coming all the way from the spoke. Maybe his dog peed on the other or side is it of the zip tied on there. Wheel. Uh, I thought it was zip ties at first, but I'm pretty sure that's that's moose lube. At least the tires aren't flat. Oh, the front looks a little low. Yeah, front looks suspiciously low. The stock, the sprocket is not stock. I can see this. So these guys think they're slipping all this stuff by. I'm, I'm, I'm liking this bike. This was a good year. This is a good bike. Um, well, it looks um, like he rides it. He, you know, he, uh, he does. He does ride it. Maybe not recently. He's looking for a hundred bucks. I tell that. I like. I like the. I like the, uh, I like the effort, but I want a little more effort. It's. I, I need. To, and it, it's not clean either. <laughs> well, and if that front tire, if that front tire's flat, he hasn't ridden it. And and I'm 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 uh, leaning towards I'm leaning a little bit more towards the end owning side. I don't know. I'd I'd put it above. Hey, these that. things had the two piece clutch cover, which are sought after items. In fact, you can sell that clutch cover for almost as much you can sell the bike for. <laughs> really? I don't know. I think I'd put. Well, some people really want those. I'd sure. put it ahead of the supermoto just because it looks like it's ridden and not just bought. You know. Well, the guys. Yeah. And I'll I put it right. Lied. I'll put he it lied. right. He said stock and it's not. He said, yeah, yeah. He, he, didn't, he didn't give us the full disclosure yeah, on no, that. Yeah, that. That ruins it. Yeah. He didn't take $100 worth of time to fill out the information sheet. Rich St. Jean is uh, next. Cra Craig also made an excellent point. He said the, was, that bike probably doesn't have the stock air in the tubes. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, those were not stock tires. I know this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first one probably did have the stock air in the tubes, right? <laughs> That's why it's fun. <laughs> Gee, I didn't think about that. I All these guys that modify the crap. No, it did. It did not have because those wheels are not stock wheels. So it's not stock air. Well, it might be stock for those wheels, though. Nothing's been yeah. changed. I mean, maybe. Rich St. Jean. This looks like this looks like the bike Show that Jim us what sold you me. Got. Yeah, it does. Twenty twenty EXE five hundred, all tacoed out. The Get ECU Enduro Engineering parts. You can't be that vague, can you? Nope. Tons of fun stuff. More vague. Currently disassembled, getting ready for the new season. Hmm. Did one season end? <laughs> what season end? <laughs> yeah. Did, did our, yeah. Yeah, uh, is is it currently disassembled and awaiting a hundred dollar gift certificate from Takamoto Co? So that's a that's <laughs> that is the bike you got. It's a twenty six days, right? Five. What, what, what is it? Was it Portugal? What did I get? Or Spain? What did, you have? Portugal and I have Spain. No, I have Italy. You have Italy. Yeah. I have Portugal. I took most of Portugal off. In fact, I was gonna put the black um, shrouds on it with your with your awesome graphics kit. Mine. My graphics are on it, though. Aren't they? I know, but I, I was going to just switch it out for some dumb reason. I don't know why. Just had time on my hands, and the, the graphics were going to—they're starting to curl up. So I figured I better stick see, them on something. See, I got half the population of Eureka, Montana, in the house. Jared Sherwood, dirt, dirt bike rider up there, good guy. Is, that, is this what you were doing all afternoon? Is texting all your friends and no, telling you pay them a couple bucks if they come out and watch? No, I just saw some people on there. I think I. I think I uh, reached out to two folks or something. Oh, oh two. Oh, well, yeah. I know how you are, George. You're lying, and, and it's double or triple of that. This bike is pretty stock. It's really st It has the stock tires on it. It has the stock tires on it. It's endoing. Stock air. Endo. Yeah. There, there could be. There stock could potentially air. be some stock air left in these tires. Yeah. Yeah. Good lord! At least change the air in your tires, huh? Right. I think so. Yep. I think so. But it's a good, it's a good, Portugal's a good year. Well, mine wasn't because Jim sold me. That's, that's the one the cam went cattywampus on. I don't know how you knew to sell that to me right before that happened. I don't know how that happened. Norton Delga dude. Okay. Oh, you yeah, get give, this one. I get this part. Norton Delga dude. Where are these folks from? Should that be part of this? Because I'm always curious. Because some of these, no, I want, I want info. It, this thing has the stock mirror on it, it's so a, I'm already upset. It's a twenty-one three fifty ESC and a discard. Oh my god, strike two, and I haven't yeah. even got past the front oh, axle. That's a good one too. <laughs> twenty-one hey. EXCF Vortex ECU FMF carbon slip-on. That's all he says. He didn't even <clears throat> mention the discard. That's a this is this is roosting our it, it's it's over the top endo. Hey, so you, you know that box that you He's brought? He changed the tires though. He did change the tires. That's a good thing. The and he has a skid plate. He has an Acherby skid plate. Why wouldn't you yep. put a Cherby skid plate on there? That's a good company. They, they Franco Cherby saved me from a life of slavery in the in the salt mines of Zurat Mauritania. He's very generous too. I have like a. 50% off deal through a kind of a backdoor, you know, yeah, way out there thing. Good, good, uh, good, good people. Uh, the he has a sticker on the front fender, he should at least mention that. <laughs> Doesn't have my sticker though, you no. have to earn those. Yep, 
the so Taco Mike yes. sent you know he sent a discard. Uh yeah, he sent you multiple. Multiple? No, no, there, no just one. Just there's one. just one. It's like it's like a kind of a carbon one or something. He, he weighed he a couple weighed, of them. He weighed them and, yeah. and he put it in there. Yep. Do, does he want me to install this on a motorcycle and just? I think he wants you to, to try it out and go see if I can see if I can feel it. Yes. My pee and the princess pod, whatever. Well, we should princess do a we should do a blind test where you don't get to look at the front of the bike and you have tell to tell you discard or not and tell me if it's got Just, a discard. what we'll do we'll do this we'll do this and i'll take i I'll, can I'll, feel it i'll put i'll put i'll put a i'll put a thing on my helmet so i can't see down it'll be like a visor underneath right up below my eyes <coughs> and um so that's gonna be hard because yeah. you look down at everybody around you that's riding with you anyway so <laughs> no it's it, it i can i can i can change and uh, you can Endo. Okay, Mr. Matt, we need to we need to we need to spice up the we need to spice up the the pool. I hope is this is this gonna yeah is this gonna folks, help me out here? Where's like my buddy Jared? Where's where's his bike out here? He's I think he got a new three hundred. At least this at least this bike is <coughs> out. Got COVID? COVID. Yeah, at least this bike is out in the wild. I'm liking I'm liking that. Uh, this is Greg Statura. Statura, okay. 2020 FE 350S, Vortex ECU, Scott Steering Stabilizer, Pro Moto Billet End Cap, P3 Carbon Pipe Shield, FC 450 Vented Air Box Cover. Mm-hmm. So it runs cooler because it's white instead of. No, no, it's, it lets more air in. Yeah, okay. It lets more it's air. It's desmogged. Right. Tusk, Bark, Busters, and Hand Guards. Okay. Enduro engineering skid plate, Tusk D Sport tires, and self modified tail tidy. So he fixed up his tail. Oh, he did. He tail tidied it himself. Yeah. I also have a new seat, concept seat, and a Cherby tank, but have yet to install them. Okay. At least he's gotten his bike off road, and I, I can tell you it's two feet off the road. They parked it off the side of the road there. The stock tires on it? They don't look like stock tires. You angle the front tire so you can't see the the uh, discard? Uh, it is a pretty good angle for not noticing the discard, but I don't see one. Got a matching helmet. Got a stock mirror. Two I, of them. I, Probably well, two yeah, under that helmet. Well, yeah. This is. This, I was going to go there. I was going to go. I was. I was going to go off on the stock mirrors. I mean, come on, guys. You ever heard of double take? If you have. Then uh, hit me up and I might give you a discount code because you d definitely need the double take mirrors. Those are really good. And I'm I'm really concerned about the helmet. But you he did. What did he see, modify? See, I I I I can see knocking. I if if I saw really golden light on this motorcycle right now, I noticed the photo was shot in golden light, and I figure he rode out into the sunset and he had to knock his visor down that low to 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 dodge the thing but like if, if if you saw the guy riding with that low visor all the time there's there's the, somebody would pick on him you got to run the visor up. in fact it's so far down you can even see the graphic on the side of the visor it looks like it's doing a, a swoop <laughs> downward <laughs> so i'm not seeing the i'm not seeing the golden sunlight and the big shadows to indicate that he had to have his his uh visor that far down in fact i don't even see any harsh shadows on this photo but at least he works on his bike he, he tidied up the tail tidied somehow. up the tail 
on that thing. And I did pick Works on, him for, on the, it. for the visor. And he, did he, he, it's not all tacoed out, right? It didn't say it's already tacoed out. No. 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 So maybe he needs to taco it out some. Is yeah, this our last one? Is this our yeah, last one? Yeah, that's the last yeah. one. And I'm stuck between the guy with the 07 and this. I'm 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 leaning more towards this. Don't I I think maybe just because it's the last one, there's nothing else. <laughs> this is a it was a, it was an easy it would have been an easy one to win, but he did. He did everything he told. He he did everything we told him to. He told us his name. It's kind of important. He told us the year and make and what and he did to the bike. bike. Yep, and he told us what he did to it. He didn't just take thirty seconds to roll the bike out of the garage, snap a picture, and say it's all stock. Greg Statura. Greg Statura. You, you're agreeing with me? Actually, when you, zoom, when you zoom out on that photo, Matt, it actually looks like it's a nice place to, like, look at the slick rock behind him. Yeah. That looks like, uh, What's to me. What's the sign it, say? It, you know, it looks like the Donner Pass, if you're if you're asking. Yeah, a lot of granite. Yeah, it's like yeah. the granite. And it probably right there says that this is where Tom ate Bob. Here, let me zoom in on that. I'm going to enhance. SCE. Um, let's see, where is that? I it's getting a little bit blown out. Yeah, I can't really. Butcher really. Creek or something like that. Butcher Creek Massacre site, <laughs> now endorsed by SCE. So Southern California Edison, that could be up by, I don't know, who knows where that's at. It, it, could, it, looks, like, no, the, it looks like Sierra's to me. I do agree with you. That place. does look a lot like Donner Pass. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Greg, I think you're the you're the winner. You're gonna you're gonna roost up there moderately. D don't put it in front of any Husaberg products. It has no, to. That, no, that, that's too high. That's too high. No, bring it, it back. It bring has it back. to. Yeah, it has to come back. There we go. Below that's, any that's that's any Husaberg product known to man. Yeah. Your wife's calling. Doesn't she know you're trying to do a show right now? No, it's all my followers. Do you know? Do you notice that my wife doesn't call me during the show? No. Because she knows I'll put her on. <laughs> Uh, okay. What's I, next? What do you I, got? I'm glad I lit the ceremonial candle. Just like, yeah, you know, yeah, really just set, to, to set the mood for Jimmy, the yeah. What do you have next? <laughs> we have some more chat questions that we didn't really. Oh boy, get to. here we go. <laughs> Is that second Takati ticket kicking in there, George? You need some tequila? I no. got some Four Seasons right over there. I'm good. Yeah, that is Four good Freedoms. Stuff. I mean, Four Freedoms. Nope, got to go with Matt to Vegas tonight. Oh, partying it up in Vegas, huh? Yep. Put up, put up the questions, Matt. We're gonna can't read the, that. Uh, the nightlife. Get okay. something, science. Trust yeah, the so, science. So, uh, Trevor uh, Sagan, uh, Electron uh, Billitron thirty-eight versus Smart Carb for my twenty sixteen KTM three hundred XCW. What's wrong with stock carb? Doesn't say. <laughs> he just wants to know. He just wants your opinion. <laughs> um, I've th those. I've not ridden specifically either of those bikes. Either of those carbs on that particular bike that i know of and i i'm not 100 sure i've ridden the billetron one yet but they're kind of the same they're basically a, a a needle a metering valve carburetor if you want your bike to be a lot smoother and and uh like the uh, guy with the 450l said sluggish throttle response but i mean in this in this can't in this case I would call it. I don't want to call it sluggish because they're actually they actually sometimes they can they can meter. I don't want to say jet. They can meter very well. Uh, you know, 
smoother than the stock ones, but they they don't seem to have the same throttle response that or the ones that I've ridden. I can't say this because I'm I'm pretty sure you could probably jet them to have all different kinds of throttle response, but they don't seem to have the same throttle response as the uh, Kian or the Makuni. Um, and I don't know which carb his bike has in particular. What year was it again? It's a 16 KTM 300 XCW. I think that's a... They're they're back on Makuni at that point. So I think. I can't remember. Changed too many things. Didn't you you order like a Chinese knockoff carb or something to try? Yep, and I still need to put it on a bike. I haven't put it. It's kind of funny because I got that carb here. And as Logan would say, it scared all the other carbs into submission. They thought they were going to go in the trash can. Yeah, everything's running pretty good. Yeah, they're all they're all tend to be working, and I haven't had is, the need to, to. Isn't there a lowered KTM that's not a lowered KTM? Yeah, isn't that one not? No, it started it started right up and worked perfect. It, it the oh. the problem was okay. So here's here's a good one for you. So we started up all of our rental bikes like we always do on Friday or like Logan is supposed to do on Friday before the schools. And he started up all the bikes, didn't say anything. Everything was fine and disappeared. So come Saturday morning, I've got four bikes rolled over to the shop that the notes were uh, only runs with the choke on, uh, stalls, doesn't doesn't run, and dead battery because it was electric start and it was cranking it. Like three or four bikes had this note on. I just they were just piling up, and I'm panicking. I'm like wondering what the. So I'm pissed at Logan, right? I'm like he wasn't there. I'm pissed at him because he, they all started up the day before and they all worked just fine. And magically, between then and now, which is less than twelve hours, none of them work, and the batteries are dead. Because usually, when they start up, the batteries get charged up, and where they start up the next morning, yeah, it was cold and all this stuff like that. So I'm like kind of kind of pissed at Logan. I wonder if he's watching the show. He wouldn't watch the show. No. 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 Got better things to do. Yeah. It's all those girls. Um, so it, it just occurred <laughs> just occurred to me to like, because I, I looked at the I looked the other thing that these all bikes all had in common, George, Jim, Matt. Yep. The petcocks were in the on position. Okay. That means like they have reserve. Petcocks have on and reserve. And so I, I – Got to bend over to see I that. Glance, no, you oh, take the gas cap off. Yeah, yeah no, all of them had a ton of gas in the they tank. All had, they all have gas in the tank right up to the level of reserve. And I and, and, and so what I'm thinking, I, and I know this because Logan knows this trick, a lot of times when the bikes have been sitting for a little while, we lay them over there inside very quickly and then pick them up. And then a little bit of gas spills out, which kind of you know gets some new gas into the – float bowl make sure the float bowl is filled and some of that gas when it leans over kind of spills sometimes it spills up out of the main jet a little bit so it's almost like doing a little squirt you know pump That's squirt. The ttr start that well especially the bikes without the pumper <clears throat> carb the pumper mm-hmm. carb will squirt gas in and, and richen it up but a lot of the bikes don't have it you lay it over some gas spills out it makes them start a little bit easier so i'm suspecting that when he did this he might have started up leaning them over on their one side and there was enough bolt gas in the bowl of the carburetors to start them up and now and the it, tank sloshed over and then you side. donkeys go over there and just crank on the starters and crank on the starters and crank on the starters and turn on the choke or whatever because you usually don't have to turn the choke on when you do this turn on the choke they run on the choke for a second then they run out and then you crank on the starter and crank on the starter and then the battery's dead and it gets pushed over to my shop four bikes all you had to do is switch them over to reserve and they all started up and worked fine 
after I charged the batteries. Thank you. Out of how many bikes? 60. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. 20, yeah. 20 that were out. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it happens. Well, when there's four or five guys out there trying to do the right thing and somebody <laughs> cranks on it and it doesn't start and you walk away and another guy comes and cranks on it. And doesn't By the start, right thing, you mean walking around and telling everybody? No, how, just how walk awesome away from it when it doesn't run because you're usually going to come over and, oh, you got to do this one. You pick it up, shake it by your ear. You you put your left foot in. You put your left foot out. And, yeah, yeah, you do the hokey pokey and you shake it all about and it starts. Hey, Roger Hurd says he put one of those cheap carbs on his KLX and it runs great. <sighs> I, I've I've actually got one on my XR100, a, a cheap Chinese carb that I I just bought. It needs to be jetted. It runs. I, I ride it the whole time. Well, Jim knows this. We ride it the whole time with the choke halfway on, and it works perfect. But one of these days, I'm actually going to go put some jets in it. I got to put a bigger bore carb on my 125 so I can wax you guys in the <laughs> flat track if we get that going again. And why don't we have the flat? You know, Matt needs to learn how to water that thing. I'm going to get I, an I air intake. Do. It faces forward uh-huh. for an induction kind of thing on the track because that's going to force a lot of air through there. And <laughs> you guys are in trouble. Uh, Dirt Bikes 365 says it came with a 36 millimeter Kian. The 2017 came with a 38 Makuni. Okay, which is absolute garbage. Uh, I wouldn't say absolute garbage, but uh, I I did like the Kian better. The 38 millimeter Kian with Suzuki NCE. N-E-C-H needle is an absolute magic for the 2017 38 millimeter Kian. So where are you getting the 38 Kian from? It's interesting. Do you have any experience with Amel carburetors? Uh, Amel carburetors on a 69 Norton 750. And those things, you could see the slide rattling at idle in there <laughs> back and forth you could hear them i think clicking i have experience with bings but uh not a bmw not ambles yeah okay that it what's uh what's suspicious about the 07 is it looked like he just backed it out of his garage yeah we, we saw that too well that know? doesn't mean anything well you watch a show he said i gotta get my bike out to you know <laughs> yeah. submit it I want to know if his front tire was really flat. If he's out there in his yeah, front tire, if, bit, hey, if your front good. tire was 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 actually flat, and I and I called you on it, let me know, and uh, I'll I'll make it up to you somehow or another. I'll figure something out. Okay. Um. So from earlier, Finn eight two five. I'm thinking of going to a WR four fifty F from a CRF four fifty X. Is it worth doing? Uh, not a racer or a high speed rider. He also later asked about a YZ two fifty FX. Oh, so he's bike fishing. He's kind of, yeah, he's exploring. Well, if it's a Yamaha, he's got a KTM 500. Oh, sorry. He he was also asked, sorry, not 250X, uh, 450X. 450FX? FX, yeah. So, and he has the Honda 450X now. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends. Like, one's red and one's blue. And if you like blue, then I think the Yamaha would be a better choice. If you like red, then stick with the Honda. Is that acceptable? <laughs> I, they're they're um they're kind of the same thing, but different. The if if you like the fact that when you got your Honda, you could turn the throttle wide open, then go FX as opposed to WR because WR you have to do a couple. Uh, you have to get like the competition ECU and 
some little parts to go to it to make it into a quote competition bike and that makes the wr much better i tend to like the fx overall is it is just a, a more versatile platform uh the wr the suspension it's gotten better i mean the last one that i rode i was really really impressed with the suspension and especially when it kind of adopted some of the the yz changes in the last kind of last round it got better so it's a it's a it's kind of a it's a toss-up they're all you know at, at this point all the bikes are so good it's it's really more about like what color it really is but blue crew go with the yamaha so a bicycle kid told my wife once when she was shopping for a bicycle mm-hmm. he said he said basically get the bike that you think is cool and you're going to spend the most time on and want to go, you know, I want to ride this because it's just cool and it makes me smile. Yeah. I think there's a lot to that. You've you've brought that up before. <clears throat> and uh, and I, I, yeah, the one that you think is cool and maybe just getting a, a different one and and switching switching from one brand to another to learn what that brand is like. And nowadays, well, at least up until now, you can take the bike and literally sell it, you know, for not losing too much money. In fact, I know some people that are buying bikes and selling them for more than they bought them for. Um, I've always told new street riders that are asking what to get. I say, find something that's like sub $2,000 because that's kind of the bottom of yeah. that market and you'll never go wrong or lose it. You won't feel bad if you tip it over and bust some levers off or whatever, put a ding in it, and you'll you'll always get within 500 bucks of that when you sell it later yeah that's just the bottom of the market and the same thing with a dirt bike just yeah. get something to I, I try would, it i wouldn't i with the dirt bikes i think you have to be a little more careful about going down the bottom of the market because these things have been crashed and you know <clears> maybe <throat> ridden pretty hard or just slapped back together after a mechanical and they're just trying to kind of get rid of them so when you start finding where the basement price is where the low price is if you pad it with you know 500 to a thousand dollars you're going to get a really good bike you know, a motorcycle that you can learn with. And when it's adventure guys, I just say, go find a KLR 650. Find it, ride it. You can sell it for what you, you know, basically what you picked it up for after you've ridden it. And then, you know, okay, did I really want an adventure bike or did I want a dirt bike or do I want to get a better adventure bike? Or Well, a lot of new riders and, don't realize, you know, what it takes to ride when it's cold. You got to put on gear. You got to do this. You can't just get in the car with your cup of coffee and take off. And they may just totally not like the lifestyle if they're just like a street commuter or whatever. And so, yeah, you know, don't go oh, buy I, the $25,000 Harley and decide, I thought hey, I was, I'm not really into I this. thought I was talking to the guy who got all his gear on. He went to McDonald's for breakfast in the morning, even though he doesn't have a dirt bike. Well, that's okay. <laughs> I was going to send you something I got in the mail from Aerostitch. It explained all their different suits and what was good for you and uh-huh. everything, but I didn't. That's why I wear Climb. There's a big difference. Yeah, I wore a lot of climb in the last several days. Yeah. I like their gear. It's good. That's a, a buy once, cry once type of thing. But the, the stuff lasts a <clears throat> long yeah. time. So climb, uh, climb News, uh, Climb has some new Arsenal backpacks. They have a 15, a 30, brand new, just released, new and improved. It's kind of funny because I just – That's after the that, vest, right? No, 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 no. The Ars- they make an Arsenal vest too, but they make two Arsenal backpacks. One's a 15-liter backpack and one's a 30-liter backpack. And after the show where we did with the Captain Larry, we talked yep. about safety stuff, showed all the – I spilled my guts of my backpack out on this table right in front of me. Man, that's what I'm – I'm, I'm into spilling on this table. 
just yeah. a habit now. I'm going to try to light it on fire. It's it's getting close. Where's <laughs> where's one of those endo bikes? I'm just going to light it right here on fire. Three wheeler, maybe. Uh, so after I did that, I realized it's like I need to replace this thing. And and I had luckily I had one. I had a brand new one that I'd been because I knew I was going to have to replace it, and it's just been sitting there probably for about a year. But anyways, I, I switched it all up and I kid you not, like, was it two days after I put all my stuff in there, get it all packed up, they have a new one. I'm like, oh, so I'll have to wait a year or two before I wear this thing out. But uh, Climb uh, makes some really nice uh, backpacks for carrying your stuff. I carried my stuff today. I had my transponder, my uh, my my tracker inside of there. I had my jump starter inside of there. I have my little my little tool things because I try to keep that thing kind of light. Had my spare water, my cold gloves, which I don't seem to need anymore. I think we're getting past mm -hmm. that phase, unless it's early in the morning. Your cold gloves are just wind stoppers, right? Wind stoppers. <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty much all I've used. Even like if I travel, you know, like I've been over to Europe a couple times for these trips, I just take light gloves and then wind stoppers. Yeah, and that's that's it. It seems to be good if you keep your core warm and yeah. So I had all had all my had all my all my stuff in there except. My fire starting because we, we noticed that I didn't have that when we poured everything out. And you mm -hmm. think I would have put it in there? Nope. I went riding like over the over like the last week. I was out doing some riding. And it was freezing cold. I was way up in the mountains. Snow it started snowing. I'm kind of kind of pretty deep. Rode down a trail that had a couple ice sheets in it, and I wasn't going back up. And I was I'm like thinking I, this is when I started going. How prepared are you, Jimmy? You know what? What do you what do you got going here? And I I remembered, dumb shit. You didn't put damn fire starter inside of this thing. And so this is when I just go. Well, you're gonna have to pull the spark plug out, spill a little gas in the yeah. on the, the thing. You know, it was, it was I had a I had a method, but it wasn't the most ideal one. So I should probably right after the show go grab, the little go grab thing? go grab some fire this is probably why you know this is why I you have, have the one that's the mag fire here the magnesium you scrape off a little bit of the wooden handle yep. to make some tinder yeah. and then you scrape off the magazine you didn't watch that show did you larry had no one. i heard about yeah. it but yeah. yeah it's just a little stick about that big yeah it's a little magnesium block with a flint on one side and and, it's, and comes, it's got a little leather thong thing on it no this not, uh, the one i have doesn't have a leather thing well just, that's a problem because then you can't carry it where, it, where it'd be with you all the time if it doesn't have the leather thong on it to retrieve it. Just because you wear a leather thong <laughs> all the time, don't get get me on that. I just throw it in the damn backpack and then I'm good. But now I'll just I'll just take this lighter right here, this little yeah. lighter that lit this fire, and all this will go in my in my. I think pack. you can get those on airplanes now too. Lighters, yeah. Oh, you I mean or, like or the magnesium stick? No, the lighter. No, because I brought the magnesium stick on on an airplane before. Well, I flew out here with the lighter like that in my carry on. Are you not allowed to have them? You weren't for a while, but oh, you can now. Can now? Why? What do That's you? That's really the better way to go. While you're over there huddled, shivering, scraping crap off the handle and all. You'll that. just use a lighter. No, I just, just wait. I'd wait for you to get a fire going that, with that, and then I just <laughs> I'd show you mine. The magnesium <laughs> strip will light wet wood on fire. Trust me, I've done it. So, okay, tamales will keep your core warm yeah. and the toilet full. And says, everything else says Victor. Yeah, thanks, thanks, buddy. 
How many pounds <laughs> fit in a 30 liter backpack? Too many pounds, I can tell you that. Um, yeah, for you the most weigh part. Them down yeah, pretty good. The, the good thing for the 30 liters, like if you're doing some long multi day stuff or, or, you know, camping out or whatever, you just, you just put your light stuff in there. So, so I know on my tour of Idaho, when I was carrying basically kind of like a, an outer shell layer inside of there, so pack pants and a pack jack kind of thing. Um, I had, I think I was carrying uh, my my hammock and my bivy sack in there also, which are super, super light. And then I would put the stuff that I would need, you know, quickly. So like pizza, you know, I had pizza and tinfoil usually up in there. How'd you like that, Jim? Pizza, yeah. Might have been a beer or two stashed in there someplace. Um, but, you know, light things. That's, that's what the – and we have a big pack. You just adjust where you put your stuff. I've kind of learned when I'm – traveling a little bit or just out you know for a long trail ride to have you know it's usually that motion pro little kit because it's got screwdrivers yeah, a little and different M- stuff. mp tool and, and maybe a, a leatherman set. but have that stuff really handy because inevitably some little thing happens and somebody goes does anybody have a screwdriver that's easy to get to and you know everybody's got one or a knife and they're all looking down everybody loses they're, eye they're, contact because it's buried at the bottom their of their bottom pack of their pack and down in the thing where they have to take the tubes out and it took them like three minutes just to crunch it all in there to pull the zipper so shut. i yeah. started putting that stuff like right at yeah, the top and some for me it's, it's on it's on the it's on the adjustment. back pouch that's easy to get to that's yeah. where that stuff is always is always at so or you put it in your belly pocket. Yeah, you, or yeah, if you have an arsenal vest, yeah. you put put it in the easy packs there. Yeah, that's so where I, I keep that. My jump starter and stuff. I, right I there. was I was arsenal vest guy for like three years, three solid years until I switched to that pack that you saw last time. I switched over to that one because I kind of wanted to. I was getting the arsenal a little <clears> bit heavy, but I liked the way it dispersed the weight. And then I'm then I, you know, I kind of started. I started taking a lot. I used to carry a full-on tool pack with me, you know, mm-hmm. like kind of a sleeve. I just I, I I thought to myself, how much have you used this? You know, tire irons and all the stuff like that. And I'm like, I haven't used. It. I've been running a lot more mooses and 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 not. You know, if I if I go someplace where I know I'm going to need a lot of this stuff, maybe I'll take it. But now I'll, I'm just as quick to put on some like those light saddlebag kind of things. I've gone the same route because my back was giving me is- issues a year or two ago. And so I kind of quit wearing the Arsenal and started putting stuff on my little, I think they're Mojave, mm-hmm. those little tiny bags on my 500. Right. Started putting more of the weight in there. But, you know, so then I went to that small climb backpack with my bladder and just a couple of things, light stuff, maybe my wind stoppers or something. Yeah. But yeah, same way. But I, I, I'd like to go back to the Arsenal and just, you have to be disciplined not to make it too heavy. You know what? I almost Get had. I almost had. I almost had a really awesome bitching thing to put on the on the board here, and it's kind of funny because I just got a text from Ryan Hanna who sent me mm-hmm. that. Remember that that we used to have the picture on the on the scroll, the one with Ricky and Andrew and myself. Oh yeah, on yeah. the the Dakar and Daniel Laporte. He sent me that picture. I have it in my truck right now. Oh really? Yeah, I've almost almost well, go got get it, it. Almost got it up here. No, I'll save it for next show. I have something kind of interesting for the next show. So it's uh, running down kind of the end. Jim Jarvis agrees with me and says the Makuni works fine. You know, the Makuni does work fine. I I remember the last time we tested a a KTM with one of those, I wasn't super happy with it. I was kind of like between jets and between needles a lot. And I think I got the JD jet kit for that because I wanted to just try one that it had been a while since I'd actually tried the physical jet kit mm-hmm. 
and I put it on there and it worked really good. Just saying. So, um, yeah. Well, I'm glad we could answer some of your questions. Most of your questions. That about wraps it up. That, yeah, the devil didn't, we didn't get out, get into religion tonight. We did everything else. Spilled the holy water, lit the fire, um, barely made it through this whole show. A lot of endos, a lot of endos on rooster endos. You guys got to kick it up a notch. We received a hundred messages on chat today with restream. That's good, George. You, you, your, your call out to want to know where everybody lives. That, What's that? that? Dirt bikes that push- 365. George. Likes the 500. What year and what did you do to motor fuel? Your 500? Yours is totally stock, isn't it? Yours is a 16. 17. 17. With four or 500 hours on it. Yeah. 14,000 miles. Totally stock. Uh, Motor-wise, yeah. In fact, I think I took the valve cover off because Victor shamed me into it. He said it looked like a funnel cake fryer at the L.A. Fair. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it wasn't dripping on the ground. But it was, yeah, it it was caked. It was, it was leaking a little bit. You checked yeah. the valves and they were perfect, one right? shim on. Oh, one we shim did shim it. Yeah. Okay, wow. And then you left your magnet in there for oh. a month. <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> yeah, so so George pulls up and I saw this metal thing sticking out. I'm like, George, what's this? And I reached down and pull out. It's, you know, the little telescoping magnet thing? Like an antenna. It's, yeah. it's like an antenna sticking out of his skid plate or something. And I'm like, how did the hell did this get here? And he starts blaming me for it. And and I'm, He says, I, I've been missing that. I've been for missing it. Month. In fact, I missed it so much. I bought three sets of those things on Amazon, one to give him. And now he returned mine, and now I have I have one, uh, another one, and stuff like that. So when you are shopping through Amazon, click through the links on uh, Dirt Bike Test. Usually at the bottom of one of our fresh dirt posts, you can go in there at the bottom of the story. You'll see a bunch of products listed down there, and it might be like you know high high digit items like TV sets and all the other stuff we want you to buy. But if you're just going to buy a little magnet, go ahead and uh, click on that link, and we get a little small share of that. Uh, if you're doing stuff from Rocky Mountain ATV MC. Same thing. There's a banner that you can go through on dirtbiketest.com, and we get a small chunk of that. That does help us out. It, it allows me to uh, dangle carrots in front of guys like Trevor and Scott to uh, post more content up. And uh, Matt over here is wondering where he's just like, look, he's giving me this look. Have you ever seen a puppy dog and they, they see you eating? That's what Matt's doing right now. He's giving me that look. So... <laughs> Other things to be aware of, uh, we have our episode three of the Better Rider podcast coming out. Uh, that'll be coming out this Thursday. It's featuring none other than your favorite co-host, my favorite co-host, Logan Tyler. So it'll be another hour. Does he ha- talk? It'll be half an hour of me talking about myself. <laughs> which which and, we recorded those a while ago, and it's just it blows my mind just how much older he looks since recording that episode. Really, and it was yeah. only it was only a few months ago. Yeah, yeah. You can go to jimmylewisoffroad.com slash online courses, and uh, we have a beginner rider series up there. And if you use code TechTalk22, you'll save a few bucks on that. So if you are trying to teach somebody how to ride, don't do it. Let us do it for you. It'll save your relationship with that person. I promise you. Oh, yeah. Put out the BMW MOA thing we just learned about. That's a good tip for everybody. That's going in our newsletter. Sign up for the newsletter at JimmyLewisOffRoadRacing.com. All that information will be there. And I think with that, we're going to uh, – uh-oh. Got one last question. 
Should yeah. we answer it? Yeah. Lucas wants to know, any tips for AER fork tuning, XC and hard enduro style riding? Yes, Lucas. Um, <laughs> play with the adjusters. Play with them. Uh, I have found that uh, the air pressure makes a big difference and, and go in like two pound increments up and down to see what you're really trying to do. It's essentially like changing springs. It's simple. If you have the tool, it's a pump or two and you're good to go. Um, and play with the, play with the, the, the spring, you know, basically the air spring first and then start going into your clickers. And it's like anything else. The KTMs tend, the adjustments, the external adjustments tend to be more mid-speed than low-speed. So try to find that low-speed plushness or stiffness, whichever you're looking for, with the spring. And then use the clickers for more of the what we would call mid-speed or like kind of the, the when the when the fork gets moving or damping itself in the stroke, that's what the clicker does a little bit more than the initial movement like you might be familiar with on other forks. So, so you, you said <clears throat> you'd do two pound increments, yep. but for maybe somebody that's not in tune with a bike as much, would you then do bigger ones? Like go put the top level air in it and then take a bunch out and, I wouldn't, and then no, narrow it I wouldn't, down. I wouldn't do that much. Maybe, you know, maybe five pound increments for, for someone. You can feel it. It's, mm. it's, it's pretty noticeable because the air, the air fork is so progressive that it, that it, it's, it's a lot softer and then it gets a lot stiffer. At both ends of the both ends of the spectrum, the KTM fork is probably the least like a traditional air fork, but you uh, you do you do notice it. Are those literally just an air chamber? That it's air a very complicated air chamber, but yeah, it's all all it really is is an air chamber. Well, so okay, I think that's it. Yeah, that's good. 23 seconds overtime, actually five minutes overtime. <laughs> okay. So, good. hey, everybody, thanks for joining us. Um, we'll see you out on the trail, but not without Yamaha Takomoto. That's takomoto.co. Scott Sports for awesome goggles. Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, and, of course, www.dirtbiketest.com. And a big shout-out to uh, Jerry over at Fuck You. I pulled out this. Uh, yeah, Spun Lost, we'll find you. Um, chasing around the desert for uh, poor meth users. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay with it. See you on the trail. Cheers, buddy.